0: Hello everybody and welcome to Turn to Page 2, Season 2. Grail Quest The Den of Dragons. A continuation. How are you doing, Pip, fellow Pip?
1: I'm doing really, really well. This oh. is an interesting spell book you've put in front of me, mister. Oh my goodness,
0: you're so right. It's me, Merlin. Uh you are now in this world. <laughs> this is this is how Merlin talks. But yeah, this is a continuation. If what we just did made no sense to you, you should probably listen to the other book first, but I don't know how much it's going to matter, but we are reading a, you know, a fantasy choose your own adventure book series, our game book series. And the choices from last time do matter. Like we're going to have an inventory and stuff like that. Uh, some, a couple, a few things that we had last time we do apparently get
1: to keep, uh, but I'm I'm excited to be back. And see what we can get into here. I'm excited to be back in this world. There are a couple of characters that I uh, really attached to over the course of the uh, last... Was it 3 hour 40? Yeah,
0: so like? I think it was 3 hour 40, something like that, yeah. Uh, but I heard um, from multiple different people, and also some people online, that the series gets a little bit wackier, but also better as time goes on too, which is Ooh. very exciting to hear. Uh because I already liked it. It's like it's always isn't that always nice? Cause like when a, a show or something starts, you're like, yeah, episode one sucks. Just like kind of just get through it. But like when you hear that and you liked episode one, it's like, oh my god, mm-hmm. yes, let's go. <laughs> like I liked the you one mean that really sucks. <laughs> you mean this was the bad one? I'm in. So that's kind of where I'm at with Grail Quest right now. Is one was the one that's the least good. Well, then I'm very excited. Uh, but yeah, I guess as far as cover goes, we don't have a whole lot to talk to. This is the cover for this one. Is it's just like the most fantasy dragon cover that could exist.
1: <laughs> mm, there's a den of them. Only yeah, imagine.
0: yeah, den dens and dragons.
1: Is what we're gonna be playing here today,
0: the legally distinct
1: den of dragons.
0: Den den of Drag den of dragons. Yeah, you're wait, you're tiptoeing around two things there. <laughs> tiptoeing around dragons den and Dungeons and Dragons is mm-hmm. is a tricky one. Legally
1: bulletproof though.
0: Absolutely. What just made it's like the idea of like how you I always thought like how on YouTube, you know, music companies will copyright a song and they'll claim you it's like well Mm -hmm. what if you put two of the most notoriously like litigious song like companies against each other in the same video and make them fight for the (laughs) the revenue
1: right that's the the copyright deadlock they both (laughs) block the other from being able to make claims this was actually famously performed by uh uh the the jim'squisition well perfect well there we go uh
0: anyways it's not actually relevant it's called den of dragons are we ready to get into it Do you have anything else you want to say before we do so
1: oh i'm extremely ready to get into it i've been ready to get into it since the last end of the last book well sorry to keep you waiting then i guess sorry my bad i didn't realize you were literally you. just
0: sitting there waiting for me to start reading for for one whole week
1: <laughs> i haven't showered I haven't eaten food, I barely moved, I tried not to breathe, but I had to capable, take a couple of breaths on Wednesday just to keep me through. Yeah, it's
0: true. But hey, we have a, a little bit of an intro that we get through here first, like uh, kind of a little bit of world building stuff before we get back into kind of the game book choose your adventure stuff as well. So here we go for the threats to Avalon. Yes, that's that's where we jump to. Oh, uh, right?
1: do we do we? Do we read this Merlin part? I believe we do. I can get through it quite quickly if you should like. It will give us a little bit of context to the world, but it will also have a little bit of context to the characters and for the problem that we may be facing. All right. Bring it in. Pseudo Chapter One Merlin. Hello! Hello! Is anybody there? Can you hear me? Can you read me? I'm. Speaking into a seashell. A conch shell, to be exact. Four knights and a sergeant-at-arms think I've gone bonkers, but they know nothing about magic. Oh, no, 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 indeed. Uh, when you're a wizard like me, you can use a conch shell like a telephone. Which is just as well, since telephones haven't yet been invented in my time. Uh, hello! Is there anyone at the other end of this conch shell? This is Camelot calling. Are you receiving me? You! Yes, you! The one sitting there listening to this Grail Quest book. It's part of my magic, this book. Oh, yes, indeed. A very important part. You are listening to a spell. Did you know that? I wrote it myself and sent it forward through time in the shape of a book. It's a net spell. It catches your mind as you read the book. Uh, nets it in like a fish, I hope. Then I draw in my net, and the next thing you know, you're in my time. Oh, your mind, anyway. Your body more or less stays where it is. You'd like to visit my time, wouldn't you? It's full of interesting things. Knights, squires, jousting, quests, that sort of thing. It's the time of King Arthur. The time of Camelot and the table round. Or round table, as people insist on calling it. Wrongly. I want you to visit my time. I need you to visit my time. There's a bit of problems with dragons at the moment. Just a small thing, you'll sort it out in no time. You'll find it easy to visit. Just carry on reading this book, that's all there is to it. Turn a few pages and the spell will start to work. That isn't too hard, is it? Nearly forgot. Uh, When you arrive, you'll find you've become Pip, the adopted child of Freeman Farmer named John and his wife Miriam. Pip is leading a very quiet sort of life recently, but that's all about to change. Also, uh, you'll need to bring dice with you. Ordinary six-sided dice, preferably with spots. You'll need one at least, though two would be better. And also a bit of paper, something to write with an eraser. That's the equipment you'll need to get started. Just off and collect it now before you do anything else. Then you can begin.
0: What does it mean, preferably
1: with spots on the dice? Uh, the little dits. I mean... Instead of having a number on... Because sometimes the numbers are really, really hard to read. I've got some really lovely looking dice that are absolutely illegible.
0: I understand. I just... More meant. Uh, I thought that the term for them was perhaps pips, and I thought that they were. <laughs> <It> <laughs> and, I- is. and I thought that maybe that was an on, on purpose that I just caught,
1: and I'm not sure if it is or not. I think you may well have done. I weirdly, my mind occluded that word because I was like, "No, pip, pip is me. Pip These is- are called dits, I guess." Uh, pip is I. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> little little divot dots. It's like uh, it's like the ice
0: cream of the future, but now, um, <laughs> the ice cream of the future
1: the ice today cream of the past.
0: <laughs> ice cream of the past. It's just milk. It's like <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's ice, a cow. It's a cow. <laughs> yeah. It's pre ice cream. Uh, anyways, now to the threat to Avalon. There was always trouble when it rained in August. The first two weeks, especially. Old residenters would look up to the leaden sky and mumble grimly.
1: Rain in August the first week. Next day's outlook is going to be bleak.
0: And anyone who happened to overhear them would be prone to adding the second half of the ancient saw.
1: And if the rain continues on, all hope of peaceful times is gone.
0: Well, it had rained for the first week of August last year, and the second, and the third, and the fourth. In fact, it was still raining well into September, by which time everybody was thoroughly sick of listening to the old residenters mumbling grimly to themselves. Everybody was thoroughly nervous as well. A wet start to August meant a good breeding season for dragons, which in turn meant a plague from, of the fire breathers when they reach maturity in the next year. One year, and they're mature.
1: Mm. Then, I mean,
0: I don't want to kill a baby dragon, a
1: one-year-old baby. Yeah, exactly. Let's let's give it a year, and then we'll fight them all at full strength.
0: Yes, the <laughs> the night the knights of the round table wait what I, the book bu- the book is is having at me with the knights of the round table it's not even i guess because it's not the, knights of the table round yeah would do their bit in killing off the pests of course but then there was a really good breeding season there was never enough knights to go round table so the dragon rampage something shocking setting thatch alight Devouring cattle, terrorizing villages, and carrying off maidens. But that wasn't the only thing. Last August, the August we've been talking about, there were omens as well as rain. At least the old residenters claimed they were omens. Lightning blasted the druid oak on glass and common twice in succession during a particularly violent storm.
1: Everyone knows lightning never strikes twice in the same place,
0: muttered the old residenters grimly.
1: That must be an omen, that must be.
0: Then there was the business with the grave digger who managed to bury himself in an open grave. When the funeral funeral procession arrived with the coffin, there was no neat hole for it to go in, only a slight indentation filled with loose earth and beneath it the unfortunate grave digger, now as dead as his former clients. The inquest decided it was an accident, a landslip brought on by all the rain, but the old residenters were far from satisfied.
1: Old Silas would never have made a mistake like that.
0: They muttered grimly, referring to the late grave digger.
1: That'd be another omen, that'd be.
0: And so it went on through the rainy month of August. A massive thunderstone plowed a deep furrow through Farmer Gabriel's meadow and killed five of his sheep. A two-headed calf was born in the herd,
1: twice the ice cream. <gasps>
0: <laughs> Did it comes from the head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the head. kept the head. is supplied with the. No. Yes. What has
1: it been cow spit this whole time
0: absolutely all right uh, it's not gonna stop me and how do you eat ice cream with a cow lick there's <sighs> a joke there something something we can figure it out but we don't have time because we have to finish the story the abbey monk supplied with milk <laughs> king arthur's favorite falcon sl- slipped its tie and fell off- sorry i just i imagined it with literally a tie <laughs> favorite falcon slipped its tie and flew off southwards never to be seen again and for once it turned out that the old residenters were absolutely right the following year was absolutely dreadful fresh vigorous young dragons popped up all over the realm with the new ones appearing as fast as the past knights could kill off the old ones but that wasn't the worst of it the plague of dragons could be easily enough explained by the good breeding season occasioned by the rainy august the omens pointed towards something else. The old residenters waited patiently, nodding their heads grimly at each new report of dragon damage. That be it the worst to come, they would say. Not by a long chalk. The worst to come came in June, on a cloudless day that promised a long, dry summer. On the morning of that day, the carriage embla- a carriage emblazoned with... Ecc- wait, eccle- ecclesiastical insignia...
1: Ecclesiastical?
0: <laughs> no, Insignia thundered.
1: Unannounced.
0: Up to the gates of Camelot, with quite indications of haste. And there emerged (laughs) from it, demanding immediate audience with the king, a portly messenger from his eminence, the Archbishop of Canterbury. He was admitted at once, of course, and despite a tendency towards pomposity, managed to capture the King Arthur's attention with the very first words he spoke. The words were... Your
1: Majesty, a brass dragon has escaped from Hell. I mean, that would do it. That would that would get my attention too. <laughs> if, if that's, I mean, hey, if I woke up, number and that was one, on the news. I'm king. Number two, brass dragons exist. Number three, Hell two. <laughs> hell two, the sequel. Oh no. Uh, now, and I thought Hell one was bad. <laughs>
0: Now, this was not, of course, precisely true. Brass dragons were extremely rare in Avalon, or anywhere else for that matter, and there was considerable controversy about their origins. Churchmen generally believed that they were bred in hell itself and said so dogmatically whenever the subject arose in conversation. But the infernal origins of brass dragons have never been proven, satisfactorily proven, and there was a body of opinion which held that the beast came from somewhere else. The truth was no one quite knew for sure
1: not even the old residents who thought they knew everything
0: what everyone did know was that the brass dragons were very bad news indeed a word about dragons generally may not go amiss here since not everyone is particularly familiar with the breed your average run-of-the-mill dragon the sorts that mates in august if it's raining is a gray skinned scaled ridge-backed reptile weighing somewhere around six tons and growing to the length of five meters there are two main species, those that move on four feet and are fully equipped with claws, and those which move mainly by means of their two hind legs and use their shortened front legs rather like arms. The latter type, which are generally more intelligent, have claws only on the hind feet. The four feet have developed into hands of sorts. So they're like little T-Rexes? Hmm. But smart? I like them. <laughs> I like them. Can I pet them? Can I pet them? Can I be friend? Can I Uh, be? dragon handling check? Uh, I actually forgot to grab my dice. That's the sound of the dice. Both species are aggressive, vicious, and extremely difficult to kill on account of their heavy scaling, which acts as a natural armor. Both are meat eaters, which accounts for the devoured cattle and probably the missing maidens. And both share the curious habit of consuming foliage from chestnut trees during the first hour and 15 minutes after sunrise. wait. The business with the with the chestnut leaves has nothing to do with hunger. Leaves consumed at this time do not travel down the normal digestive tract.
1: Which doesn't open until
0: two hours after sleep. But go into a second stomach set forward like a cow. Mm. Mm, That's where they rumenant. have their double ice cream. But go into the second stomach set forward and little below that which the reptile uses to digest food. Here in the second stomach, the leaves are converted into sedimentary layers of of, um, humus, which, encouraged by the dragon's body heat, gives off vast quantities of methane gas. Methane, as you probably know, is highly inflammable. What you may not know is that once a dragon is four months old, it develops crystalline extrusions on its upper fangs and a thin layer of natural metallic capping on the lower. The result of these developments is that which, when a dragon snaps its jaws together sharply, it produces a spark. This spark will normally ignite the almost continuous flow of methane from the second stomach, producing the fiery dragon's breath, which is such a distinctive feature of the breed. I have always wondered, glad to know now, how do they make fire?
1: That That is a surprisingly in-depth explanation yeah. as to how dragons are going to produce flame in this world. I'm wondering almost if it's going to be relevant to the upcoming story, or if that's just sick world building. I hope it's not. <laughs> I hope it's just
0: a thing. Either? No, I hope it's not the first one. I hope it's not relevant. I hope it's just a thing. I kind of think that'd be fun. All in all, dragons are very formidable creatures, but brass dragons make ordinary dragons look like pussycats. There have been only five authenticated appearances of brass dragons in the whole of recorded human history. Two, I want to say something. I don't know if this will hit for you. This past two or three paragraphs, to me, feel like... What if Wes Anderson wrote fantasy? Does that land? Perhaps. Maybe oh. to some. It just feels so like it feels like kind of playful yet clinical in, a, in mm-hmm. a way that I think feels very Wes Anderson. I don't know. Just I just like reading back that paragraph in my head. I can see the exact <laughs> shots going from one to one snap cuts.
1: Yep, a, the... I, I can see, like, a character performing this as a slideshow, yes. explaining what dragons are exactly. in the world as a setup to a world that is like, no, we just treat this as mundane.
0: Yeah, this is just normal. So anyways, all in all, dragons are very formidable creatures, but brass dragons make, yeah, look like pussycats. There have been only five authenticated appearances of brass dragons in the whole recorded human history. Two in Asia, one in Europe, one in Spain, and one which turned up in Lond- Londinium before the Romans left. In every instance, the destruction rot was massive. Three quarters of Londinium was demolished or ravaged by fire. And 17 of the very finest Roman legions completely wiped out before the beast stupidly consumed the entire stock of an alehouse and drowned after falling drunkenly into the Thames. While the natural history of the ordinary dragon is relatively well-known, no one really has the least idea where they came from, what laws govern their abrupt appearance, or how to get rid of them when they do appear. Typically, a brass dragon will turn up... Out of the blue, run riot for several months
1: or years, and then simply disappear. The drowned dragon of Londinian was unusual in the way it met its fate.
0: No one ever succeeded in killing one, neither knight nor commoner. One reason for this noteworthy failure is that there is every indication that brass dragons may be magic. No wonder the church considered them escaped from hell. A brass dragon, gasped King Arthur. Escaped from hell. Confirmed the archbishop's messenger grimly. At which the pent-up tensions of the court exploded abruptly and everyone began to talk at once, swoon, scream, run, and otherwise react to the news. It was pandemonium. King Arthur had to wait for order to be restored before he heard the whole story. First off, there was absolutely no doubt about the monster really being a brass dragon. Although rare, the species was quite unmistakable. For a start, they grow more than twice the size of ordinary dragons and their color, far from gray, is metallic brass. Brass believe it or not (laughs) which glints and sparkles in the sunshine then there was the magic brass dragons have generally been credited with all sorts of wonders including power of speech no one had yet heard this particular brass dragon talk yet and its wonders were far so far confined to the now you see it now you don't variety appearing and disappearing without anybody knowing where it came from or where it went to but this was more than enough to establish that it was magic The first reported sighting of the beast was near a forest close by Winchester, where it was apparently amusing itself by demolishing a woodsman hut. The artisan who saw it had a- wait. Who saw it had drink taken, so his story was given less credence than it might, even though the wreckage of the hut was plainly there for all to see.
1: The creature next turned up briefly in Cornwall. Although, how King Arthur, who had relatives in Cornwall, missed hearing about it was a mystery. "'Several fishermen,
0: pulling out in pursuit of the day's catch, noticed it clinging to a cliff face. "'Since they were sober men, as sailors have to be, their word was believed. "'Although a party of men-at-arms sent to investigate could never discover a hint of anything on or near the cliff. "'There was what might have been a third manifestation far to the north, where something—' "'Although no one could exactly say what—' "'had torn huge holes in the remains of the Hadrian's Wall.' The vast rampart left by the romans to keep the greedy scots from marching south to sell the english whiskey the worst of it was the attack on cerneavus monastery the ancient seat of learning overlooked by a very rude picture of a car giant carved into a hillside in prehistoric times it was from that very hillside that the brass dragon had approached the survivors claimed it was a large as large as a piece of a castle with the eyes size of soup plates and a flaming breath more than a hundred meters long. The ground shook with every step it took. Its roar was like thunder and so on, all greatly exaggerated, no doubt, as these things tend to be, but the fact remained that the Cerny Abbas Monastery <laughs> was no more. The stonework was demolished as if it was struck down by an army of battering rams, thank God, so I don't have to try and pronounce it again. The woodwork has burned to cinder. All the tapestries rush rush matting, curtaining, and priceless libraries of books, manuscripts and scrolls went up and spoke. The abbot was burned to death trying to save a relic of true cross from the monastery chapel. 178 monks were trapped beneath the fallen rubble. Herds of cattle and sheep lay dead and mangled in the monastery fields. Even the kitchen garden at the back was buried under a pile of evil, evil smelling manure. Wait. (laughs) Which, unlike normal manure, killed off plants rather than encouraging their growth. Uh,
1: And then raps took over. Uh, oh, jump. Um, do you want to do the parentheticals while I'm doing it? Sure. <laughs> Excellent. Out of this whole disaster, only two young monks escaped with their lives. They'd been sent off on a
0: ten-mile hike as penance for talking in the chapel, which just goes to show it doesn't pay to be good all the
1: time. And the only artifact that was saved was a stained-glass window depicting the Holy Grail. Since this should certainly have been broken, its survival was seen as confirmation that the destruction was the devil's the work the devil being unable to harm anything as a holy as a holy grail. This was a catastrophe of almost unimaginable proportions, and there was no doubt a Brass Dragon had been involved. Although the two young monks saw nothing of it, the creature's rampage had been witnessed at a safe distance by no fewer than 80 pilgrims from Lindinium who were waiting to cross the Cern Abbas to view the same relic that had been the death of the abbot. When news of the Archbishop, who was unusually the last to be told anything due to his fiery temper, sorry, who was usually the last to be told anything due to his fiery temper, it produced a predictable reaction. His language was so extreme that one church warden was heard to remark that he would personally have preferred to face the dragon any day. But sharp tempers are quick to abate and the Archbishop is no fool. He realized that if a, bra- dra- uh, a brass dragon rather was on the loose, something had to be done about it, and quickly. Thus, when he regained control of himself, he dispatched a messenger to Camelot. The same messenger who has now related the whole sorry tale to King Arthur, and the king, who was one of the firmly convinced brass dragons were magical by nature, in turn dispatched a messenger of his own. That messenger was instructed to find the wizard Merlin.
0: And here we are, at the next chapter.
1: Here, a more different world building,
0: in Merlin's crystal cave.
1: We'll be making some decisions relatively soon. We're just getting the
0: lay of the land. Yes, it's though. true. It's a, it's a hefty intro. It's a hefty intro. That cannot be denied. You open your eyes groggily. Light flickers and flashes in mad patterns as if you had fallen into a giant kaleidoscope. Colors shimmer and dance, blending into delicate traceries and patterns. Your right cheek stings as if someone had been slapping it.
1: Come on! Come on! No time to waste!
0: A white-bearded old man is leaning over you, his pointed hat askew. Behind him, the dancing colors from a rainbow form a rainbow halo. What? You ask stupidly. Come on, Pip! The time to Rude is so fast, as far as we're like, <laughs> in-world, one paragraph into Rude. That That's like a speedrun
1: record. Even before we've opened our eyes, Merlin has slapped us multiple yes. times. Slap,
0: <laughs> we slapped, and then the book insults us by saying, we said the word of what after being slapped op- awake from our sleep, and that is stupidly. Anyway, come on, Pip, the white-bearded man says crossly,
1: Just pull yourself together, and don't pretend you don't recognize me. You do, or you will. Uh, Merlin, got that? Merlin, say... Merlin, Merlin,
0: you echo, frowning,
1: oh, that's it, uh, Merlin, oh good, fine, uh, we're making progress, and you're pip,
0: he points a bony finger at his chest,
1: me, Merlin, you
0: pip, me, Pip, you, Merlin, you repeat, feeling a bit of a fool, you sit up, you're in the strangest place you've ever seen, a vast cavern of pure crystal crystal slagmites rise up for the floor. "'Crystal stalactites hang down from the roof. "'The walls are rough, unworked outcrops of crystal. "'The roof is crystal, the floor is crystal. "'You've been lying on a large rectangular slab. "'That, too, is crystal. "'The cavern is well-lit by torches. "'How many torches, you could not even begin to guess, "'for each one reflects and reflects again in the crystal, "'making it impossible to count. "'You turn your head slowly. "'Portions of the natural crystal have been worked and cut into shapes.' There are crystal tables, crystal benches, and even what looks suspiciously like a crystal throne on the crystal dais. Even the cabinets and chests are crystals, so their contents can be easily seen within them. Is it crystals? Merlin? You say again. Is that you? Uh, yes, yes! Merlin
1: mutters impatiently. It's quite definitely me, and in grave danger of having my pension docked. Oh, dreadful business. Are uh, You finally probably awake.
0: You nod, dumbly still three-quarters of the way entranced by your surroundings. Merlin catches your... I didn't add that, by the way. To be clear, that sounded like something I would add. I didn't. Uh, Merlin catches your look.
1: Ah, my crystal cave.
0: He explains.
1: Interesting, isn't it? Uh, very few people have ever been here, you know, uh, except for me. Very few. I brought a dealer the hunt once, but he broke some of the furniture, so I don't do much entertaining here now. It's mainly used for magic. The crystal focuses earth energies, you know, and that makes the magic easier. Now, are you properly awake?
0: You not again properly awake, or no, you are still quite confused.
1: Well, says Merlin. Now that you're here, I'd better tell you what the trouble is. A brass dragon! That's what the trouble is. Wiped out an entire monastery, monks and all. Probably deserved it, of course. Can't stand monks myself, always creeping around in cloisters instead of doing anything useful. But the archbishop was so annoyed that the king wants to keep on the right side of him. So my pension will be docked unless we do something about it. Unless you do something about it, that is, Pip. I'm terribly busy. Definitely a job for the fighter, uh, this. Uh, Someone who knows about getting rid of brass dragons. You do know about getting rid of Brass Dragons, don't you? You shake your head. No? Uh, Never mind, you soon will. Uh, The trick with Brass Dragons is simply to kill them (laughs) before they kill you. That's all there is really to it, Uh, except for closing the gateway, of course. Gateway?
0: I love that. That's such a, like, some things never change. 2023, and I've read that in Twitch chat. You know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Max Heat 80s is actually really easy. You just you kill, them kill them before they kill, they kill
0: you. you. God. That was you, again, thoroughly
1: confused. Uh, Gateway.
0: Merlin says.
1: You aren't one of those idiots who thinks brass dragons come from hell, are you?
0: No. You say warily, although, in truth, you haven't the faintest idea where brass dragons come from. Oh, good. Says Merlin.
1: Uh, Because they don't. Uh, They come from the ghastly kingdom of the dead. Every one of them, yes, indeed. Uh, Without exception. Uh, The ghastly kingdom of the dead is what you might call their uh, natural habitat. And a very nasty natural habitat it is. uh, But that's a different story. So when you find a brass dragon wandering around Avalon, or anywhere else on Earth for that matter, it follows that one of the gateways to the ghastly kingdom must be open. Otherwise, the dragon couldn't have gone out, could it? So we, uh, you, that is, must kill the dragon, then close the gateway. Nothing else for it. If we, uh, you, leave the gateway open, heaven knows what might come out! Brass dragons are the worst that you'd find in the ghastly kingdom of the dead. That's why they call it ghastly. So off you trot now to get this mess cleared up. I'll head off to Camelot and tell the king that everything's in hand. Whoa, whoa, whoa just a minute!
0: You protest. Oh! You're right, Pip! I almost forgot about this! This turns out to be something rather interesting. Merlin takes a wooden case from beneath one of the crystal tables and opens it carefully. Inside is the most beautifully made little sword you've ever seen. If you've read The Castle of Darkness, turn to page one, otherwise go to page two. Uh, We have... we have last week...
1: Raphs has been waiting all week for us to get to this paragraph. Without moving, there are cobwebs on me. It's true. (laughs) The authorities
0: were alerted twice.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They came with a flashlight and uh, ran it it past my eyes, and my pupils did not respond. I was just waiting. That's all I did. (laughs) Page one. EJ! You gasp. You've kept EJ. (laughs) Hello, Pit
0: says Excalibur jr the talking sword that accompanied you on your last adventure through the castle of darkness and played such a sterling part in doing down the wicked wizard and i mean anslum did he did in getting there but the fight i'm pretty sure had a lot more fire
1: in it Anyways. it did but we struck him twice yes, we did with ej need- in that fight
0: it's true but how much damage came from EJ and how much damage came yeah, from the point. 75 damage fireball? Anyways, EJ's appearance is good news indeed. For it means you'll only need to throw a four on two dice to hit an enemy when you're using him. What's more, I mean, we have learned this, but what's more, EJ scores an additional five points of damage whenever the dice shows each time he strikes successfully.
1: The bad news is, of course, that he talks too much. And you're just going to have to put up with that like you did last time when he interjected once. Once, Yep. I think we got it. I really think we just
0: must have gotten a path where he just didn't talk that much.
1: Yep. We got the low EJ route. The
0: low EJ route. Basically the, the only route that nobody was nobody's going to run. Everybody wants the high EJ route. While you're reminiscing with EJ, Merlin takes something else out of the box. The neat dragon skin jacket you wore in your last adventure. The one that subtracts four from any damage scored against you. Uh, yeah. There are two very important items, Pip. These are very two two very important items. <laughs> they can be the difference between life and death on an adventure. Now go to three. I do want to know. I'm very curious. Mm. I'm looking. I'm just doing a little bit of curiosity searching over here. If you, uh, if yeah, over here on page two, it shows that you would get mm. EJ, but you would not have the armor.
1: Yep. That, that armor is deeply impactful. Every round of combat, that is four less damage that we take. That extends our life ridiculously. That's... We would not have beat Anselm without it.
0: Yeah, it's so strange thinking about doing it without it. Anyway, uh, page three. If you previously adventured through the Castle of Darkness, you may have picked up some useful items there. You're allowed to bring them with you now, but only if you actually found them in the castle, and if you still had them when you completed the adventure. The following list may remind you of the items that were hidden, You can take these. No cheating. Otherwise, you'll like take the one you have. Otherwise, no cheating. You'll break the spell. So there's a lot of items, and we really only (laughs) have one. It does say we get to bring the fight, like any extra fire bolts and finger fire, fire finger bolts, but we don't have any left. May I
1: very quickly summarize? Yeah. So uh, we've got, uh, I believe, thirteen different entries here, uh, and it's. Very easy because uh, only one of those entries is an item that we actually found, and one of those entries is a rule that we get to follow. So we didn't find a luckstone, a double-headed copper coin, the tingling that the zombie wore, the magic duck from the Poetic Fiend, a scroll of healing, a scroll of teleportation, a scroll of death or a scroll of hypnotism, a scroll of poison antidote, or the crystal ball in Anselm's laboratory. Didn't find any of those. We didn't keep any of our fire finger bolts or our fireballs. We used all of those in the fight with the Withered Slim. So what we do get to keep is the globule wand that is fired by saying silly thing. And mm-hmm. it fires a luminous green glob, which messes up an enemy so completely that you can hit them four times before they get a chance to hit back. We're going to roll one die now to see how many globs it has for the present adventure.
0: Yeah, this is the exciting fight. <gasps> it's like one or four. Sorry. Six. Wait. Oh wait, we roll a die. I was like, I was like a D four. Oh, <laughs> I was like, cause, cause it's four turns. I saw the number. I saw the number four.
1: Uh, well that's great this, news. This is incredible.
0: But yeah, cause I was worried. I think we both had it in our mind that perhaps we used it all up, and thus it was toast and trash perhaps
1: yes yes
0: yeah but apparently reading this we do if we if we kept it we do get a re-roll the die to figure out how much is in it so mm-hmm. uh, what a it's... great get to make up for the fact that we didn't get any of this other stuff
1: yep and like it's it's worth noting as well the book even says that items uh, six seven and eight so these are the scrolls may only be taken if they weren't used in the Castle of Darkness. And it doesn't say that about the Globule Wand. Mm -hmm. So we still get to keep the Globule Wand, and it rolls for how many uh, globs it has in it, which is sick. And then... It's nice. Do not even have to feel like we have to fudge it to get something. We we can also take up to 10 permanent life points that we earned in the Castle of Darkness, uh, which we didn't earn any permanent life points. Yeah, didn't you look online and
0: you found out we couldn't have even
1: uh yes yeah. so uh, there was not enough experience in the first one to actually level up um we do keep 12 experience from that yeah, first one as correct. well though
0: and when we get to 20 we gain one permanent life for those who are watching out of order despite the warning mm-hmm. reader beware or listener beware you're gonna be confused if you don't but i think we'll while go, we're we'll uh, go over uh, the quickly setting stuff
1: expand. up I will also very quickly say that uh, I've rolled for our health here, as it seems you still have to independently roll for your health value at the start of this adventure, and we have a total of 40 HP.
0: Great. Uh, I'm going to go grab my dice really quick. Okay. I wanted to do it when it said to do it, but I didn't do it. It's all good. All right. Let's do this. So, now go on to page four. Is that it? You ask, frowning. Oh, no, says Merlin.
1: No, 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 indeed. Uh, Mustn't be impatient. Uh, Sometimes you'll find that a creature isn't as evil as it looks and that it doesn't want to fight you. To find out, roll one die once for your opponent and one die three times for yourself. If you score less than your enemy, he's given you a friendly reaction and you can continue on your way. If all of this gets too much for you, you can try getting some life points back by sleeping. You can do this any time you're not actually in a battle. It's not quite as simple as it sounds, though. Roll one die, if you get a one, two, three, or four, you must turn to the dream time at the back of this book, where you might lose even more life points. But if you get a five or six, you've slept successfully, and you can get back two dice rolls worth of life points. It's a bit of a gamble, really. But generally, you'll be too far busy fighting to sleep, so you'll need your equipment and weapons. And magic!
0: You say quickly, wondering what you're getting yourself into.
1: Oh, yeah. and magic. It won't get far against a brass dragon without magic. <laughs> All right. Oh, take this.
0: And from the depths of his robe. A powder blue robe. Not his usual white one. He pulls out a scroll, which he hands you. You unroll the scroll, which, like most of Merlin's scrolls, is written on excellent quality parchment, but marred by blots. Although you, have, you may have hoped it to be a magical scroll, it is not. However, it does have your name on it. You look up at Merlin frowning. What's this? He seems
1: embarrassed and does
0: not meet your eye.
1: Um, that's your shopping list. Just a few items that you might need. But why does it have the costs behind each one? Merlin coughs. <coughs> I'm afraid uh, you're going to have to uh, buy your gear. Since the king docked my pension, I can't afford to equip you, so you'll have to buy your own. But I don't have any money! You protest? Yes, that is quite true,
0: Merlin agrees. And
1: it might be a real problem if I hadn't foreseen it.
0: Hmm. He opens a small crystal cabinet and takes from it two transparent cubes which, on closer inspection, you see to be dice. Uh, magic dice, he explains shortly.
1: They convert enthusiasm into money! Oh, One let's sec. go! They do indeed. Unfortunately, this is another instance of no opening quote. They convert enthusiasm oh. into money. Can't use them myself since I haven't had much enthusiasm left after the king docked my pension. But a young person like yourself should have loads of it.
0: He hands you the dice. Pip says Throw them
1: firmly on the ground.
0: <laughs> this far, and we already got smacked by the no open quote. Mm hmm. There's nothing else for it to. Nothing? Wait, sorry. There's nothing else for it but to throw the dice, Pip. As you do so, they explode in a silent flash of golden light. But just before the explosion, you could see the score. Roll your own dice to find out what it was. Every point scored represents a gold piece, and one gold piece is ten silver. Looks looks as though you may be able to afford some equipment after all. So, have you done a roll?
1: I have indeed. We rolled a six and a three for a total of nine, which is nine gold pieces or 90 silver pieces. Oh, Dang! Ooh, what the heck? Okay,
0: Merlin coughs again.
1: <clears throat> uh, weapons too. Uh, and armor, if you want it.
0: He produces a second scroll.
1: I'm afraid that weapons and armor are getting quite expensive these days.
0: You look at the two parchment lists, then look at Merlin with a distinctly sinking feeling. This is going to be some costly mission. What you must now do, Pip, is spend your money wisely to equip yourself for the adventure to follow. Remember that all prices are listed in silver, 10 to 1. Okay, oh my, there are a lot of things here. Mm-hmm. So, oh boy. Okay,
1: just, just before we jump back to the list, I will very quickly uh, read, take a little time to decide what you might need. Obviously, a weapon of some sort is a high priority for those in times where EJ is uncooperative or when a different weapon is more suitable than a sword. You can't use more than one weapon at a time. If your life points are low, it might be worth investing in some armor, although it's very costly, and buying some means you will have little or left, uh, less, little left for other necessities. If you've traveled through the Castle of Darkness and you have the magical dragon skin jacket, you can put armor on top and have extra protection.
0: Oh my god. Okay, maybe we should read this next one too, honestly. like, Oh, sure. Don't forget, you may have to travel a long way to find this rampaging brass dragon, so a supply of food might be a good idea unless you plan to live off the land. But it's entirely up to you what you decide to buy, so as long as you have the gold to cover it, just write down things that you're taking on your quest journal, and remember that if it isn't on your list during the adventure, then you can't use it. If you have any money left over, write that down as well, because it can come in handy on a long adventure. Okay, so 90 is pretty exciting.
1: Mm-hmm. 90 gives us a lot of options. There's only two items we can't buy with 90, and that's chainmail and plate armor.
0: Which is a minus three and minus four to damage taken, respectively. We can buy Mm. leather for 50, which is interesting. That's an option. There is also... Seems
1: pretty impactful.
0: I'm trying to figure out situations where EJ would be uncooperative or a different weapon would be more useful. Mm Mm-hmm. To me, that brings to mind like the kind of standard Dungeons and Dragons, like slashing versus you know blunt, kind of.
1: Yep. Yeah. Exactly.
0: That's all that would come to my mind would be like maybe, oh. or what, or sneaky. Also, way the bigger. possibility
1: that EJ is just like whoa, 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 whoa! I don't fight spiders. I told you about that, and it's just yeah. like I'm not cooperating in this battle or something. Oh like that. yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. EJ yeah. getting all yeah stuff that 100. percent
0: But it was it was more the second part of it that that piqued my curiosity for like where our strategy would be in picking which of these things like there's a warhammer a plus three warhammer for 15 mm-hmm. silver which seems like a good like middling kind of route or a mace for 20 for plus four like i yep. i'm i'm kind of as far as uh if we're buying an extra weapon at all i'm kind of drawn to one of those personally
1: just before we select exactly what we're doing, I am definitely had the exact same thoughts specifically about the Warhammer and the Mace. Uh, but just before we do, let's demonstrate. There is a shopping list here that is uh, one of the pictures that's drawn into the book. And it has on its left side uh, the items backpack, carpentry hammer, axe, rope, wa- uh, torches, water bag, tent, sack, blanket, lamp, container of oil, climbing spikes, fish hooks, harp, loot, horn, Bandages, knife, tinderbox, stakes, change of clothes, change of boot, parchment, quill and powdered ink, food pack, cooking utensils, and healing potion. And each of these has a cost in silver that we can pay. Would you like to tell us about which weapons and armor there are?
0: Oh boy, yeah. There's a there is a battle axe, dagger, flail, warhammer, lance, mace, sword. There's also chainmail, leather, and plate. Uh homoi. Oh so like. A lot of the stuff on the normal shopping list is 10 or less. The average thing being about like two or three silver. Yep. And we have 90. So, yeah, I definitely feel like I'm being pulled towards, yeah, at the very least, at the very least a Warhammer or
1: Mace. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't... Absolutely agreed though. I could be convinced
0: one way or the other it's a difference of plus one damage
1: difference of plus one damage and a difference of five cost in silver yeah
0: which i mean i think five for an extra plus one is absolutely like worth it i also as as far as like things on the left that i could see solving puzzles Mm. i'm being drawn towards like uh harp slash loot slash horn
1: Mm-hmm. I think one there's the instruments at least.
0: Absolutely a pull for getting a musical instrument, which one I don't particularly care. Mm-hmm. There there's a price difference. The harp is most expensive than the lute than the horn for 5 5 silver four, then 3.
1: Um yeah, I don't know. Stakes. I think a non non combat knife is also probably a lot very useful. That's for probably the really useful
0: too. So I I'm Definitely lean towards knife, an instrument. Healing potions are so obviously like it's so easy to process how they'd be useful. Mm-hmm. There is also an axe on here, a non-combat axe, which is potentially something as well. Hmm. Change of clothes. Change of clothes is ten silver. Potentially, there's like a get into town and then change sneaky sneaky mm-hmm. kind of an angle for something like that yeah i don't know I, i'm those are all my thoughts i'm willing to defer on you have the inventory i'm willing to defer on the exact specifics and logistics there being 100 a good logical reason to save some money as well
1: mm-hmm. i think it's definitely worth our while to uh take one of the weapons and one of the armor yes uh, so either the warhammer and mace uh, warhammer or mace and the leather armor Yes. Because d- deflecting six per hit is yes. probably much more impactful than yes. almost every other source.
0: I hundred I one hundred percent agree. Like, there's a chance that if we roll, if we rolled like an eleven and we could take the mm-hmm. chain mail, I would, even though we'd have ten left, I'd almost say that that could be worth it.
1: Very it's, legitimately, it's
0: just so useful that you could make an argument for it. But yeah, leather for fifty. It I feel like it's a must. So that mm-hmm. plus the most expensive thing was already 70 leaving us with 20 so Mm
1: -hmm. so what do you think we have 20 to spend on the other items in general i think like a couple of these make just general sense of like we should have some source of light so if we don't have the lamp in a container of oil we should have the torches yeah i think that that's true uh and a tinder torches? box so we could go for torches and a tinder box which is a dozen torches for one silver piece and a tinder box for half a silver piece works for me Cool. Okay. i will say there was we
0: definitely had a situation where we needed rope last time yep so that scares me as well the sad truth is that i can see i do have an easy time seeing how all of these could be useful
1: yeah exactly like, they are broadly quite effective
0: like, parchment and a, and a quill, like, there's 100% a puzzle use for that. Or even just, like, maybe we leave, we can't draw a map if we don't have it. I know we needed mm-hmm. to have it to draw a map last time. So how much do we have right now, left?
1: So, with the... Uh, I mean, assuming we're taking torches and yes. the tinderbox rather yes. than the container of oil and lamp, okay? Yeah, um, I'd say, why not? So, we have 18 and a half silver pieces left. <laughs>
0: Um. Okay. Looking at the half, uh, I'm curious about the stakes as well. Mm. From like a fighting a specific enemy kind of thing,
1: mm-hmm. Absolutely. We've, we don't have any garlic, and we have known yeah, uh, there yeah. are vampires in this we world. We have
0: fought a vampire. So, and that, a that's stakes. also like that solves our awkward half gold silver angle as well.
1: So on eighteen, uh, let's pay two for a fifteen meter coil of rope.
0: I I do want to push for one of the instruments.
1: I don't. Absolutely. Do, do you have a lean?
0: For some reason I f- it's I feel like lute for four feels it's right. Saying. I don't know why. Cuz it feels like the difference between a lute and a harp is not as big as the difference between a horn and a lute, but I think that mm-hmm. I'm just <laughs> I'm stretching on that one probably.
1: I, I also had an intangible draw towards the loot, so I'm yeah, more than happy great. about it. We have 12 silver pieces remaining.
0: And you've already, have you already written, written down the uh, knife? Or no?
1: Uh, no, I haven't. So I think that that's a good idea for one, one more. Mm-hmm. takes us uh, down to 11. We uh, currently I will don't note, have food. We have no source of food. Yet, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, there's a food pack, which costs five for five days ration, or we could try and go with fish hooks. But then we might need cooking utensils as well.
0: Yeah, I, I I think that the food pack is probably a safe call.
1: I f- mm-hmm. I feel food that that food Five needs to be ration, cooked for fine. some reason. I'd be surprised if the rations needed I would to be, be cooked too, I think... But I'm ready to be gotcha Fair. I think the cooking utensils might be for because uh, they did mention you you want to take uh, yeah. rations with you unless you plan to live off the land and there's fish hooks here. So I think it might. Have yeah, like a... it might be
0: like a this is expensive because you could do that and the fish hooks for like an infinite
1: food glitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, we also have no healing currently available. Yeah, we have was... got six left.
0: I was thinking at least one. Wait, is that one dozen healing potions?
1: Uh yeah, it's a dozen healing potions for three three silver. Silver?
0: I mean, yeah, not used to that ratio. That's a that's an unlikely thing in coming from like D &D. and D. Seeing a healing
1: a dozen healing potions be three silver. They're exceptionally common in this world. They grow as morning dew on the grass.
0: It's just you're mostly paying for the the glass bottle. Like honestly.
1: (laughs) <laughs> That's how they get you. Um, that costs three, taking us down to a total of three silver pieces remaining. Uh, is there play in saving some? There could be, but I'm more than happy to spend out here um, because it seems like we are more likely to be able to find money in the future than we are more likely to be able to replace some of the other things that we could pick up here. Like a carpentry hammer, a backpack, an axe, Yeah, uh, a, I was... a water bag.
0: I was going to say... Watch us go through all this, and then they say, "Did you buy the backpack? If no,
1: you can't carry all this, you idiot." <laughs> I'm I'm more than happy to get a backpack. I'm ready to that.
0: get it based off of flavor and the preemptive, uh, defensive
1: act. Mm-hmm. We have two silver pieces remaining.
0: Um, I don't know. I, I I'd, I'd throw a plus one to the axe if that sounds good to you. Love that too. Which leaves us with one. Which I guess what, hammer or water bag basically, blanket. I'll defer.
1: I also think there's a little bit of play here in a uh, in the climbing spikes, which is a half. Oh, and six sacks. Great. Which is another
0: half. Let's do it. Cool. This feels like a lot of answers to a lot of puzzles.
1: Yeah, exactly. I'm just trying to get a broad uh, yeah. problem-solving toolkit.
0: Yep. Dang, okay. Here we go. We're an hour in and we have picked our inventory. <laughs> <clears throat> Alright. So, that brings us down. Money can come in handy on a very long journey. Alright. Well now, says Merlin.
1: All set. Look at you, bah.
0: Lapsing into his native Welsh Welshian impatience to get you going so he can reclaim his pension. I... think so. You say uncertainly? Except that I don't really know where to go.
1: Oh, don't worry about that,
0: Merlin says.
1: I've been following up on that stupid monster on my crystal ball, and I know where it's hiding out! Uh, dragon cavern, quite obvious, really. Uh, most of them hide out in the dragon cavern between bouts of pillaging and so forth. The place is full of dragons, of one sort and another. Or when maidens, of course, but only one brass dragon. Which is the one you want, so don't waste your time hacking at other dragons. Unless they attack you, which they probably will. I don't know how to get to Dragon Cavern, you protest. Not to worry,
0: Merlin says cheerfully.
1: I'll draw you a map. You said you'd teach me magic,
0: you say bluntly.
1: Magic!
0: Merlin cries, striking his forehead a resounding blow.
1: Oh, yes, magic, of course. A uh, Good thing for you, I remembered. Uh, <laughs> you won't last long in the dragon cavern without bit magic.
0: Stumbling on the hem of his powder blue robe, he half runs, in his impatience, to a crystal bookshelf from which he takes down a huge leather-bound tome entitled Magic for Beginners. He begins to thumb through it hurriedly.
1: Uh, sit still, he says. Don't fidget! You know how much I hate that! Oh, got something to write with? Oh, good. Uh, then write this down.
0: The rules of magic. Rule one, every spell... Ooh. This is new. Rules of magic. Rule one, every spell you try to cast will cost you three points of life, whether it works or not. No spell can be thrown more than three times in any adventure. In any adventure. Three times in an adventure. Got Gotcha. Once thrown, it is used up whether successful or not. No spell works unless, at all unless you score a seven or more with the throw of two dice. Dang. You nod, busily writing down the rules of magic. They seem simple enough except for one thing. Um, but I don't know any
1: spells. You say. Of course you don't! I wouldn't have to learn them if you did. I'm going to give you a book of spells. Uh, Not this one, don't worry. It's too heavy to carry. A little one that will fit in your backpack. Spellbook Junior. Uh, Just a few spells, uh, very few spells, but well chosen. You can have a quick look through it before you start off if you'd like. Oh my god.
0: There are... uh, There's a lot of spells.
1: Let's let's alternate reading these.
0: Okay. Pip's armor of nearly impenetrable coruscation. Panic for short. There is a shimmering spinning wall of light around the user. The light acts like a plate of armor, subtracting four points of any damage scored against the user. What's more, this effect is additional to any deductions made for actual armor, like the dragon skin jacket.
1: Pip's outlandish wallop, power for short, adds plus 10 to the damage caused by the neck blow delivered by the user. This is additional to the damage shown by Dyson Damage. Pip's instant levity and laughter,
0: pill for short, causes the user's opponent to fall about laughing so heartily that he, she,
1: it misses three consecutive turns in combat. There's also Pip's attacking daft, pad for short, allows user to launch a magical dart against an enemy out of combat range. The dart never misses, provided the spell is properly cast, and causes ten points of damage. An enemy, so attacked, cannot immediately strike back unless he has some long-range weapon like a bow or a spear. Pip's Immunity to Poison, or PIP for short,
0: oddly enough. If cast before poison is taken, before poison is taken, the spell renders the user immune to its effects whatever the results are shown by the dice. The spell does not work if it is cast after poison is taken. It comes in useful when the
1: user wishes to sample some unknown substance that might be dangerous. PIP's Instant Neutralizer, PIN for short, The use of this spell counteracts the effects of one, only, spell placed on an object, not a person or a living creature. It is useful for opening magically locked chests and doors, etc. Pip cements rapid
0: repeater. Pi R squared for short. Okay. During combat, the spell enables the user to move twice as fast as usual, enabling him or her to get in two. Wait, two house in succession each time his or her turn comes around in combat. So basically... Wow. Just two attacks a turn. For mm. a whole for I've got whole to guess combat? that
1: that capital H is a B and an L that was misread yes. by the
0: translator. 100%.
1: 100%. <laughs> yes. Two blows in succession. We also have the very special spell, Invisibility. Uh, I-N-V-I-S-I-B-I-L-I-T-Y for short. This very special spell may be cast only once per adventure at the cost of 15 life points, and even then, only in certain sections of the adventure. The section where invisible is uh, possible, the invisibility rather is possible, are labeled as such. So don't waste life points trying it anywhere else. The effect of the spell is to render the user totally invisible.
0: Firefinger. This causes a bolt of lightning to emerge and zap 10 life points from an enemy. The spell gives you 10 firefinger bolts in all. When it is cast successfully, the spell may not be used again. Wait, what?
1: Oh, okay. So we can cast Firefinger, which will give us the uh, charges, 10 charges of Firefinger Bolt, right? Gotcha. I believe that's what that is that,
0: uh, saying there. That does sound like it would be the case. Otherwise, this spell gives you 10 charges of Firefinger Bolts. Gotcha.
1: hmm There's also a Fireball spell, Create a giant fireball in the palm of your hand, which you can then hurl at the enemy to cause 75 points of damage. This spell will only give you two fireballs, one for each hand. Once cast successfully, it cannot be used again, but you can keep any lightning bolt or fireball you don't use right away and use it later. So we would have additional fireball and additional uh, firefinger if we had not spent all of them killing the uh, wizard Anzlem. Right.
0: Extremely important note. They can be used anywhere in the adventure. It's up to you to keep note in your quest journal of what spells you've used and what spells you still carry. So we can use any of those three times, right, it said?
1: Yes, except, except for Invisibility, for... which you can only cast once.
0: And theoretically, it kind of looks like Firefinger and Fireball can only be used once. Once the cast successfully, the spell may not be used again. It sure sounds like it's a yes, one-time So use.
1: those can be cast three times. However... If it's cast successfully, it can't be cast again. Gotcha. Because we still have to roll for success on every cast. Gotcha, 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 gotcha.
0: So basically, there's a chance that we fail three times and it's never screwed. Is exactly. Yeah.
1: All right. Page four. That's it. (laughs) Says Merlin. That's your magic. That's your spells. Uh, You can use one each three times only. Unless you find another copy, of course. Uh, That sometimes happens during adventure, so keep your eyes peeled. Not much to magic, really, uh, so long as you remember the basic rule. Never use a spell when you're nearly dead, otherwise the loss of life points will kill you. Make your roll to find out if the spell worked if it didn't, and if there's nothing you can do about it. Unless you want to try again. But uh, no more than three times. A spell thrown is used whether it works or not. Precious things, spells. Uh, That's why you don't find many wizards about. It's a very frustrating profession. uh, Fraught with all sorts of trials, tribulations, and dangers. Like getting your pension docked. You're very ready to leave now, Pip. I've got to tell you about experience, which basically the other two people have already covered. Yes. And here he withdraws a parchment scroll stained with age or possibly tea and displaying the familiar blots from the sleeve of his robe. Finally! He says. Your map! This is a copy of a very rare and ancient map which I made myself. The copy, that is, not the ancient map. Don't lose it, otherwise you won't know where to go, will you? It shows you how to get to Dragon Cavern. Not many people know how to get there. In fact, I think I only know one. But now... You know that secret, too. Prepare for your trip carefully, so far as you can afford to. Then follow the map. Once you're in the dragon cavern, I'm afraid you'll have to fend for yourself. Nobody's ever managed to map it, so you'll have to make your own way there once you're in there. Hmm. But use this map to get you there. Uh, Off you go now.
0: And Merlin, who? For all his bumbling
1: and foolishness
0: is still the greatest wizard in Avalon, waves his arms in a magical gesture. Slowly but with an awesome inevitability, both he and the crystal cave began to fade completely away. Something is nudging you in the back, Pip. You turn and find yourself staring into the soulful brown eyes of Wandering Wanda, your favorite cow in the small herd of herd now owned by your adopted parents, Freeman John and goodwife Mary. And if this is a wandering Wanda, then the pasture in which you are standing must be the back field of the farm which you live. How on earth did you get there? Only Merlin could say. But as you glance down at your feet, you find the various items of equipment you decide to spend your gold on in the crystal cave. More to the point. Clasped in your hot little hand is a tea-stained scroll, which has been drawn a map. Okay, so we have... It's a little map. You are here. And then it, it looks like it has a couple paths that lead off to sections you see Mm. meaning pages in the book perhaps yes Yes. so 21 65
1: 58 and 155 all right (laughs) the uh the map that merlin has given us this ancient scroll that he has made a copy of uh this this map that has had so much work put into it has the location starting of a cow and it says you are here pip at least to start with so he teleported (laughs) us specifically to our favorite (laughs) cow on the herd it's true what if she moves (laughs) yeah wait interesting hold on
0: might come up isn't that the oddest looking map you've ever seen in your life not at all like the maps they plaster all over the walls in geography class just dotted lines that might be roads or might not and section numbers. How did Merlin know where you'd be when you started the map? Not even Merlin. He said it was a copy of an ancient map. How did the ancient map maker know where you'd be? Was it wondering <laughs> Wanda would be nudging him in the back? Yet, here you are, marked with an X, and there's Wanda, as large as life. Well, a bit smaller than life, actually. So, I mean, the book knew. <laughs> Still, it did.
1: I shouldn't have preempted it.
0: <laughs> that's a sign of, of some good writing. Still... It's all he's given you, and the Crystal Cave has disappeared, so you better use it. Simply pick a route and follow it until you come to a numbered section, and then turn directly to the section and find out where you are and what's happening to you. Don't forget to take all of your equipment and weapons... And spells. You'll notice that the entrance to the Dragon Cavern is not actually marked. Perhaps it's because it's a secret, but it must be there somewhere, maybe in one of those sections. You're just going to have to travel and find out, Pip, because wherever it is, the adventure begins! (laughs)
1: one hour later we have begun Mm. hey for both of the grail quest books at this point our setup has taken an hour at the start to give us all of our information we have replete inventory prepared for our adventure we know about the threat we know what some people say about the threat and also what the wizarding people believe actually about Mm -hmm. the threat I'm all sold on this I'm in. I'm sold. I also,
0: I feel more. I guess I feel more immersed, immersed in trying to solve this problem.
1: I like Dargon. I like Dargon. I really want to be able to befriend a dragon. Just one.
0: I want befriend one Dargon. So on to the adventure. The wood seems to. Wait, what? Does I don't think we do that, right? Oh, you're right. It's confusing because be, no one told me, beware, don't read this book from beginning to end. Yeah, I think you're right. I
1: apologize. I didn't bewarn anyone.
0: You didn't bewarn Yeah, me. I believe we're supposed yeah. to go
1: to section uh, 21, Yeah, 1. it's 100% 5.
0: correct. But the wood, no, okay. Uh, it's because in this book, there's this little setup thing. And whenever you see this, that's usually where you start, but not today. Mm. I have no strong feelings between the numbers 21, 65, 58, or 155, but I do have strong feelings about uh, directions, and I love,
1: uh, what was it, west? North. North? You, so you liked north and east at different times. Oh, in okay, the, uh, okay. Recording?
0: So then maybe I guess northeast section 58 is what I like, I actually. It. I like, I like uh, that strongly. I the feel. synthesis. I feel strongly about 58. You seem to be approaching a town, Pip. Well, a village, really. The first thing you see is the steeple of the village church, then later, as you continue trudging wearily along, the thatched roofs of the cottages come into sight. The only thing is, however far you walk, you don't seem to be coming any nearer. You walk and walk without avail. The village is still there, but still distant. This definitely has the smell of magic, Pip. Better roll your magic dice to find out if there's some way in.
1: We roll already. You die! <laughs> we roll a uh, three, which is between two and four, so we're going to nine. Well, all right. You seem to have walked for miles, with the village
0: still in sight, but no nearer. Now you're exhausted and hungry, so you decide to rest and eat some of your rations. You leave the track and sit on the grass. You're back against the tree stumped near a little copse. There's clear stream nearby when you can, dr- where you can drink. The village remains in sight, no nearer, no further. As you open your pack, a voice behind you says, Good morrow, Yorana! You spring up, hand-reaching for your sword, then hesitate. A tiny little man dressed in brown and green has emerged from the copse and is looking at you with a dark, twinkling eye. He does not carry arms and certainly does not seem dangerous. That's a fine- That's a fine-looking bit of
1: grub you have there, Honor.
0: Why would they do this to me? They're making me look like an idiot, Raps! They're not... They're, it's the book's formatting! It's true! It's true, though! Where's the Where's the freaking quotes? Where's the quotes? Says the little man. A morsel or two would go down well for a fellow who hasn't eaten in a week. Do offer to share your rations with the tiny, tiny trencherman. If so, 36. You point out politely that you have a long way to go and will need the food for yourself on 22. We have a dozen rations, or we have, like...
1: So we don't have a description as much as we have five days worth of rations in our food pack.
0: Mm. Do you think this man is going to steal all of our rations?
1: I think it's entirely possible, but it's worth noting all of the people that we like trusted, and then got betrayed by, we were in the dark wizard Anslim's castle, replete with dark wizards and monsters, etc., so forth and so on. The people that we trusted outside turned out to be members of the round table. Maybe we should give this guy a little bit of trust. All right. 36, 36 I it is? Let's give him some food on 36. That's mighty civil of you, Yana, says the little man. I don't mind if I do now that you mention it.
0: And he climbs up onto the stump to make himself comfortable. As he eats. And he eats very heartily for someone of his size. He eyes you, your clothes and your weapons. Would
1: I be right in supposing, he says, that, that you're actually... a traveler or an adventurer? <laughs> you nod. Didn't I think so by the look of you. You're not in the way to the dragon cabin by chance.
0: Will you tell him where you're headed? If so, go to fifty-six, or you keep the business yourself on twenty-two. I mean, what if this is the speedrun route? Maybe it is.
1: Oh, I was just on my way there. I'm actually <laughs> after the murderer <of> brass dragon.
0: <laughs> I actually am the brass dragon.
1: Oh no, my weak rah, point! Rah. Eating too much.
0: <laughs> Ooh. I
1: I like I still trust him.
0: I trust him fine. So fifty-six. That's a
1: dangerous place to be going for sure, remarks the little man. And difficult to get to if you don't know the way. Although, then again, anywhere is difficult to get to if you don't know the way. Do you know the way? You ask quickly, this being the first
0: indication that you may be on the right road. I mean, I mean <laughs> this finally is the first indication <gasps> you're on the right road. Your northeast is
1: perfect. It works. Oh my god! That I do, says the little man. At least in theory, for I've never been there myself and don't want to go either. But if you're determined, sure, I wouldn't be a poor man if I didn't put you on the right track in token of your generosity. But I'm afraid you're going to have to go through that village yonder. Why do you say afraid? You ask, frowning. Ah, because it's a place you'd do well to keep out of. Now, unlike the dragon cabin, I have been to Stone Mountain Village, that being the name of the cursed place, and luckily enough, I was able to get away from it with a whole skin still left. See, if you want to reach the dragon cabin, there's nothing else but for it to go through that village. I've been heading towards the village. You tell him. But I never seem to get any closer. No, you wouldn't, that's for sure. There's only one way in, and a lot of folks miss it altogether. So it's lucky that you met me, for I can tell you the right road.
0: With which he leans across and whispers something in your ear. You thank the little man, pack up your belongings.
1: Taking care not to leave any litter.
0: And trudge off in search of thirteen. The hell?
1: Speedrun? Speedrun.
0: What's this? What's this? It might be a heat haze. Except the weather isn't all that hot. And a heat haze doesn't behave like that. It's a shimmer in the air ahead of you, but a shimmer with clear edges. Two meters high, more than a meter wide, and it looks like a doorway a shimmering doorway beyond it standing a village distant as ever. Do you enter the doorway on 10 or walk around it to 33? Hmm. I mean, would he have led us here to this door and then not said to walk around it?
1: Unfortunately, he whispered rather than telling us direct. I know. Very convenient. But if he did direct us here. Yeah. What do you think? If, if,
0: it it kind of is set up in a way where it's like we maybe could have arrived here in a different way. Mm-hmm. And I would say based off of the way we found out about this, I would say the thing I would do in character would be to like okay, he led us here and there is this door theoretically he's leading us to the door. So I would assume as much though I do expect that there is a very real possibility that that's wrong.
1: Mm-hmm. It's probably it's what I would go. do. Page
0: 10. A blink, a flicker. You're in the village, Pip, no doubt about that, right there without walking another step. How strange! It's a pretty village, small but pretty. Thatched cottages, a village green, a picturesque little stone built church, and not a soul about. Not a living soul. Standing on a patch of beaten earth, a little rutted and muddy as if it was used fairly often. There's a long building to the northeast of you. I love the northeast. And due east, the oddest garden you've ever seen. All the plants seem to be made of stone, and there's statues and monsters dotted through it. Beyond the gardens are cottages, and beyond the cottages you see a church spire. The entire village is enclosed by a stout wooden stockade, very sturdily built, and by the looks of it, extremely difficult to climb. To the southeast are more cottages and a high stone wall. Turn to the map of the village at the front of the book, Pip. You are free to explore as you wish. Go anywhere, see anything. The buildings and a few other places are all numbered so you'll know which section to turn to as you explore each one. Oh, one more thing, Pip. Have you noticed there's not a way out? Interesting.
1: So we do have a copy of a map of a village. This is the one that I'd sent to you earlier, that has a bunch of different locations, each of them with a number next to them for us to be able to explore. Like the central area has a well, which is on page 60 evidently and we have the ability to just free roam through this area we we could choose any of like looks like at least 15 to 20 different options here
0: it's true um i really like the northeast and there's a long building in the northeast that is very true the long
1: building in the northeast the
0: 54 let's go all right do you have this in a in a place where you can cleanly check them off
1: um, I'm trying. I
0: I'm going to. I don't. I'm going to open this up in Microsoft Paint. Not sponsored.
1: <laughs> can, 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 you know? Can,
0: can we get if, a podcast if sponsored by just... Microsoft
1: Paint? <laughs> yeah, exactly. If someone was like, "This episode is sponsored by Microsoft Paint," go use the the spray uh, the spray can tool to make something that looks gaudy and awful. Microsoft Paint. <laughs> yeah. Just make. Yeah. Make a terrible rendition of Mickey Mouse
0: when you are uh, eight years old. Couldn't mm-hmm. be me. Um. All right, 54. Big building. When you enter, you find it's a grain store, but like almost everything else in this crummy village, the grain smells pretty musty. If you think there's nothing of interest here, then return to your map and explore some other section. If you want to explore thoroughly, go to 104. Why would we not? Why would we not? Let's go to 104. Let's find out why we wouldn't. Let's discuss at at, at length. Hmm. There is a rustling in the grain. A loud rustling. Yuck, it's rats. There must be hundreds of them to judge by the noise. No, there's not. There's one? It's the size of an Irish wolfhound. It stares at you momentarily with pink, glittering eyes and gnashes teeth like daggers. Look out, Pip. It's launching itself upon you. Roll dice quickly to find out if you can get a quick sword thrust in. The Irish Wolf Rat has 25 life points, bites at plus two on a score of five or better.
1: I mean, good luck. So so uh, roll for its initiative. One. <laughs> do we, I also rolled one. Oh. Let's roll again. Oh, no. I was going to say, do you even roll? Two. <laughs> five. We'll oh, go first. Okay. And we'll strike with EJ because it only makes sense. So we're in a grain house and there is a very large rat here. This is the most level one quest of all GD time. EJ whispers, hey, hey, I've been with a couple adventurers before as they face something like this. Don't worry, I got it. And we roll eight for a total of uh, four above our hit value and plus five for EJ, doing nine damage to the rat. Taking them down to uh, 16 HP. All
0: right. Let's see. So, yeah, the rat does bite at plus two on a score of five or better. What does it need to do damage to us? It rolled a five. Wait. Oh, it's oh, oh, but it's on a five or better because mm-hmm. it's not on a six or better. Yep, uh, So that but... hit, it hits
1: for nothing. It hits for negative four damage. We don't heal, unfortunately, but we do strike back. Yeah. Uh, in order to keep the the rat on its toes, we throw Ej from one hand to the other and wield him offhand. He's like, wait, 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 wait. This is an advanced technique. You sure you're ready for it? Um. He's right. We weren't perfectly ready for it, but we still do a little bit of damage. We roll a five for a total of one above our hit value plus five in damage for six to the enemy, leaving them on ten HP. All right. The rat is a rat. It don't think much. It just want bite,
0: and bite it do. But does it bite well? Uh, that is a. Oh wait, that is a
1: seven, eight. That is an eight. Uh, so it, it... does five damage and is negated six. Zero damage from the rat. Yeah, we're that armor
0: we got from the last book carrying over into this one plus that other thing.
1: It's gonna be. We're gonna need to get something tough. Yep. We roll a, a, a 10 at this point. So we've, we've joined our two hands together on the advice of EJ, who says, You know what? I'm better wielded as a kind of Zweihander type. That's really who I am. And we swing it down on the rat for a total of 10 on the die, which is 11 damage, instantly killing the rat. We skip over the, uh, the knockout threshold and instead cleave the rat in two
0: turned red into rats as we thought uh well all right mark experience we did it mm-hmm. if you oh if you kill the rat go back to your map of the stone martin village and explore somewhere else but note the rat's bite carried disease so if you had if it had even one successful strike against you you must obtain healing before you leave the village otherwise you'll die Look carefully in all of the cottages. There must be some healing potions stashed oh, stashed away somewhere, mustn't there? Well,
1: hmm. So we do have 12 we healing do potions. Have that. We could just expend one of those in order to prevent this. Or we could just wait until we take damage. We could just damage. accept the fact, sorry.
0: Oh, no, I was going to say we wait until we take damage and then use it even.
1: Yeah, exactly. It will heal us as well as yeah. uh negate the the impact of this. Yeah, sure. I I was thinking even, like, there might just be, like, a a, a big pot of Esther soup somewhere that we could just slurp from and keep all of our resources.
0: I'm down one way or the other.
1: Cool, cool. So we've gotten an experience, and now we have the ability to check any of the other areas in this village. Considering where we are, I think it probably makes a lot of sense to try and explore around this general area, just to get a little bit more of a lay of the land, as well as to... Uh, make it easier for us in the future to know where we've explored because they're all kind of near one another.
0: Yeah. I will say,
1: thing of note, I'm a a little bit
0: worried about. This is, because this is a scan of the book Mm. and it looks like our picture, yeah, the picture we have is of the scan of the book. Some of these are crossed off and thus hard to read. (laughs) Some of them are. So We'll have to cross that
1: bridge when we come to it. Uh, I have found another copy of the map that does not have that. Great. I'm looking online at the same time, but if you could shoot that to me, then I guess we don't even have to worry. Have done. All righty tighty. Um, so directly north of where we currently are appears to be maybe a graveyard with a chapel behind it on 30, which I'd like to explore if, uh, if we don't have any immediate objection
0: uh i object immediately at what sorry
1: which one uh 30 you can object to it being a graveyard if you should like
0: um sure i will just to like just to play the heel (laughs) i will do it and then read the opening of 30 i believe this thing firmly and i'd say that anyone who doesn't is a buffoon 30. Mm. Looks like the remains of a stone watchtower. Pip.
1: (laughs) I am Boo Boo the Fool. (laughs) Dunce. (laughs) I knew it all along. I can't fit the dunce cap over my head. I'm I'm... so smart and I thought about (laughs) this a
0: lot. Aha. There. Okay. Um, looks like the remains of a stone watchtower, <laughs> Pip, and very, very old, in the ruins now, of course. Most of the tower itself has fallen, and the whole area is covered with fallen stones and rubble. You can mess about here forever, spraining your ankle on loose stones. Why not just roll a couple dice to see what, if anything, might happen to a worthy adventurer in this place? Roll we rolled
1: two. Two ones. You got to you got to stop. It's going to matter sometime. <laughs> it will eventually. Maybe uh, maybe rolling low is good though. <laughs> it's true. I
0: well we rolled a 3 and we didn't uh, have anything bad really happen to us, right? Yeah. That's true. In fact, we got to the city which I would imagine is I I imagine is ideal, but maybe it's not. Maybe this is a forever bad
1: Considering how many pages the city leads to, I can only imagine this to be important.
0: One would imagine it leading to 20 different possible areas is useful. (laughs) Otherwise, it's very strange. All right. Page 80. Little perseverance goes a long way. Wait. Is this right? Yep. Oh, yeah.
1: 88 was the other one.
0: Nice. A little perseverance goes a long way. you spotted a doorway, not a door, just a doorway. The door itself long gone. This is perhaps a door graveyard. But the doorway leads into the ruined tower. You draw your sword and edge carefully towards it, senses straining for any hint of danger. There's no sound, nothing at all. You enter. It is gloomy in these ruins, so that it takes a moment for your eyes to adjust. But eventually you see that the interior of the tower is in even worse condition than the outside. Fallen stones and heaps of rubble lie everywhere. There are the remains of stone a stone staircase spiraling upwards but it doesn't go very far. You can see where the top fell in less than 5 meters above your head. For a moment you consider returning outside but since you have come this far you decide to explore it a little bit. Your sword still at the ready you begin to move carefully through the rubble. Once again your perseverance is rewarded. You see half hidden by the rubble a rotted wooden trapdoor bound in rusty iron. There's an iron ring to lift it. You grip the ring firmly and heave. The ring comes away in your hand, but it doesn't matter. The whole door is so rotted, the metal so rusted, that it all crumbles as if you are in a trapdoor graveyard. Leaving you staring down into a deep dark shaft, too dark to see. Quickly, you light a torch.
1: So, I mean, does it matter if we bought torches? That that is interesting. It does say quickly you light a torch, regardless of whether or not we have one. Yeah, I am. I'm you going to assume off. that expends a torch.
0: Yeah. If if you otherwise, you have to read this page with your eyes closed. <laughs> uh, the flickering light shows you steep stone steps leading downwards. Once again, you hesitate, wondering if you should return to the sunshine outside. But what is there in the village for you? Are you not Pip the Dragon Slayer? Well, Pip the pr- Prospective Dragon Slayer, anyways. Bravely, you step into the stairway. Bravely, you slip and fall. Bravely, you dust yourself down when you re- reach the bottom. With no damage done, fortunately. You're in an underground corridor, dark, dank, and unlit. Will you fall it? Of course you will! Well, won't you? Perhaps, is this going to be the way
1: that takes us to the Dragon Lair? And... I legitimately think it's possible we go straight to the Dragon I think it's possible we go
0: to the Dragon Lair and we, like spent more time in the setup than the adventure <laughs>
1: <laughs> because of how funny that would be let's try
0: yeah if you don't wish to follow the corridor return the map explore some more if in fact you do follow the corridor uh turn to 25 in fear of us like leaving the village should we expend a health potion if this
1: counts like as leaving the village because I, like I, I i could 100 percent see this as a gotcha We'll expand the health potion, preventing the instant death to the rat's poison. And head forward to 25. Okay. 25,
0: okay. (laughs) You emerge into a volcanic (laughs) wasteland. (laughs) All around you are lava flats. Vast stretches of stone distorted into grotesque shapes. A rippled, pitted surface that is difficult to travel over. You're surrounded by high cliffs, their sheer faces towering upwards to vast heights. Let's hope you don't have to climb these, Pip. Even with your equipment, it should take you the best part of a year. We have climbing equipment, man. I don't know. Yeah. It's gloomy here. The cliffs are so high, they cut out much of the sunlight. Should be chill as well. But in fact, the place is almost tropical, probably on account of some low-level volcanic activity. Certainly, there's a sharp, acrid smell of sulfur, as if you stepped into the very mouth of hell. <laughs> <laughs> you make your way forward carefully, ears straining for any sound. The ground is generally firm enough, although it crumbles slightly in places. And from time to time, a low, almost subsonic rumbling shivers from below your feet. Setting your nerves is even more on edge. There are only two routes open to you. Due north and northeast. <laughs> All other directions are cut off either by the cliff faces or towering, tortured, twisted spires of rock. I want to point out something about the map, Raps. Yep. Have you noticed... So we went to 54, which was... It said Mm -hmm. it was northeast. Have you noticed that uh, the place we went is perhaps the most northeast thing on the map? Absolutely. (laughs)
1: This has been a good guiding theory. I've got to say, North and East, correct favorites. (laughs) I can't believe how much I stand by North
0: and East. Even if at this point it has used up, it has gotten us here, and oh my God, that is so good. Uh, I mean, do I even ask, do we try and go North and East on 84?
1: Let's go Northeast. I love that literally the directions are, do you want to go North or Northeast? Like it's... It could not have been better set up. That is so good. Uh, Where is the, sorry, where is Northeast on this? Uh, 84. 84. The smell of burning sulfur hangs heavily
0: in the air, now joined by a second stench. The unmistakable odor of methane. You seem to be getting warm here, Pip. And that has nothing to do with the heat. The path you are on ends in the yawning mouth of a great cavern. Not to put too fine a point on it, you seem to have found the Dragon Cavern. Don't you suppose you want to go home now? Thought not. Gird your loins and go to 95. Oh my god.
1: I think it is very possible we end up skipping this entire book. Oh, that was not on purpose. <laughs> not at all. We literally I... just chose to go north and east. North and east. Oh my god. Okay, oh. so this game has a uh, two-hour non-skippable compulsory <laughs> tutorial, and then the speed run route is two and a half seconds.
0: Yeah, been there. This is north and east. Just north and east. All right, yep. 95 it is. I'm just, just looking at this page on my left screen in Microsoft Paint. Of yep. all
1: of the places we could have gone and (laughs) there's 20-ish options and we found
0: it in two (laughs) and it's both northeast okay alright 95 behind you the volcanic wasteland before you the mouth of a dark gloomy yawning cave cavern even in your nostrils the scent of dragon and the smell of sulfur fumes and methane gas in your hand if you have any sense at all Your trusty sword in your mind and knowledge of your spells. Literally all of them. This is it, Pip. This is the place you've searched for for so long. (laughs) The place you have (laughs) risked your life against that one rat to find. Also, want to say the use of the potion? Yeah! Absolutely does. That was That was actually accurate and well forth. I would... I would not be able to say we were still in the city at this point. I would not feel like that would be justified to be live. Mm -hmm. So, hey, um, incredibly effective. If there were trumpeters here, they would blow a huge (laughs) triumphant trumpet, a trumpet fanfare to the heavens, although it's perhaps as well that there are not. For the last thing that you need is a stampede of dragons, brass or otherwise disturbed by a blast of trumpet music. You edge forward, senses alert, heart pounding, questions cascade unbidden into your mind. Will the brass dragon really be hiding here? Merlin seems to think so. But he could be wrong. How many other dragons will you find here? Everyone in Avalon knows this cavern is the home of a large number of monsters. What else is in the ward of the underground tunnels, corridors, caves, and caverns that you're about to enter? Legend speaks of creatures so ghastly that they can live. Wait, hold on. (laughs) <laughs> untouched by the fire breathers creatures so terrifying that even dragons leave them alone it is enough to daunt all but the most valiant heart which is why it is to your eternal credit pip that you have taken a firm step forward and go to page 108
1: before we go to page 108 may i make a uh, case for casting firefunga and fireball until we have uh, some ammunition in hand I don't know why we wouldn't. Excellent. Because so, first time, we'll try and cast Firefinger. I think literally the we only reason- We get six. Nice. So we fail that spell. Oh, wait, no, we not we need seven. Mm-hmm. I think the only reason we would uh, not is if we already had him from the last. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so we lose three HP in one copy of that spell without getting it. We roll another six, lose another three HP. Mm. Mm-hmm. We might not get Firefingers- Never mind. We get fire fingers on the final roll. It still costs us another three HP. We're down to thirty-one, but we have ten charges of fire finger.
0: We also have the health potions. So we
1: can just. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So fireball. Um, yep. Rolling for fireball. This one, I roll a five immediately, so we're down to twenty-eight HP, and we failed one roll. And the next roll is an eleven, so we're down to twenty-five HP. Um. So we should we should probably focus on drinking a potion or two after this. But we get yeah. two copies of fireball.
0: Yep. Perfect. And those are both- those spells are unusable now.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, both of those are bricked because we've cast them successfully. Uh, but also the first one's bricked because we've cast it three times as well. (laughs) Um... So, let's use one health potion immediately. May I roll the health potion? You may! Two dice. Mm Mm-hmm. 2d6. Uh,
0: that is a nine. That's pretty good.
1: Ooh, nice. Takes us up to a total of 34. Six below our full value.
0: We were probably going to roll... We were probably going to drink two at this point. Anyway, should I... Can I roll again? I'm
1: honestly happy to drink a second one still. Yeah, let's do it. Especially considering the danger of the environment we're in. That is a seven. Overflow. Help. Bonus (laughs) help. Overflow. (laughs) Temp HP. I mean i wish uh excellent i'm i'm over the moon with this result frankly i think we uh, wild we're, we're, the fact that we've got the globule won six charges as well <laughs> the... the only thing we thought <laughs> is the rat who has whose whole
0: gimmick was just like you're gonna need to use a potion because it does plus two damage
1: okay yep uh, so, there's a default quest, right? There's the, the beginner's quest. We found a, a rat in the grain store, and we completed that quest, and then it was like, okay, cool, you completed <laughs> that quest, now don't kill the dragon. <laughs> <laughs> I, I Now draw the rest of the owl.
0: I, I fought one choo-choo outside this, uh, this little uh, house here, and I got, you know, a little bit of choo-choo jelly, and now I'm going to fight Ganon. <laughs>
1: I'm going right to the middle. Alright. What page are we on out of this? Uh, 108 we're heading forward to now.
0: You are within a bone-dry natural cavern, the floor of which is liberally scattered with bones and skulls, many animals, some human, and several creatures you do not immediately recognize. Nothing stirs here. You're only aware of silence. There are three exits on the northern wall of this entrance cavern. Which will you choose? The left-handed exit or the right-handed exit, or the center exit. <laughs>
1: wait, so it's the it's to the north? Uh, Yes, we've also got a, another line after that.
0: And have we entered? So if it's to the north, then the
1: only thing we could assume is that the right-handed exit would be to the northeast. Very true, but do you want to very quickly read the next line before we decide? Oh, wait, that's part of it. Yeah. Okay, sorry, I was just writing this down. Uh, just one more thing, Pip. The exit
0: corridors are narrow as you glam... Eh, glam? Eh, glam in them? The flickering light of your torch, you see that they twist and turn. In your heart of hearts, you know that this may be your fateful choice, for in this part of the adventure, there is no turning back, onward to glory or to death.
1: Yeah. I don't love that
0: unless these are all possible victories. In, like... I mean... North and East is not failed us yet but this is north and right
1: so do you have a strong stronger lane i don't i was just very quickly going to look up at the spells to see if any of those seemed like they could be possibly relevant in this circumstance it does not seem like they could be i think we just continue with what has worked so far i think that's the only appropriate thing in this instance to do right
0: yeah fun fun mechanical question unrelated to Mm. us but i saw that one of the options we could have gotten from the last book was a teleportation scroll that teleports you back to mm. any room you'd been before. I, if we had that, which we don't, and I'm not saying we fudge that we do, just just a fun thought experiment. Do you think that that would work in this situation? I feel like it would. Oh, absolutely. Which would be that'd be really that'd be like a cute little workaround. Anyways, uh, ninety
1: nine then. Ninety nine. The right handed exit. Our, uh stand in for northeast. Yeah but it's it an
0: unfaithful. We'll see. The passageway, which looks as if it's been used fairly often, good sign, runs in a 200 meter stretch to a vast cavern, notable mainly for the almost overpowering stench, which emerges from it. Your torch soon shows the cause of the smell. The center of the cavern floor is piled high with dragon droppings. Your hand drops instantly to your sword hilt, but a moment's quick inspection convinces you that there's no dragons about at the moment. As you stand in the center of the cave, just short of the manure heap, there are three exits. West will take you to 98. North will take you to 105. East is almost totally blocked by a large boulder. If you wish to try this direction, roll two dice to find out if you're strong enough to move the boulder. Score a 2-6 to six and it won't move. So you must choose another way, 7-12, to 12, and it's heavy, but you may manage to shift it to the side and go to 102. Note, if you wish to use one of your precious fireballs here, it will, on a hit, crumble the boulder and go to one... You can go to 102. If you decide to search the heap of dragon dung... What a revolting thought. ...before leaving this cavern go to 111. Huh. That's a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. Which I like.
1: Um... Oof. I mean... I'm always tempted to do the search option, because for what it's worth, the search option has turned up mostly just incredibly powerful items and secret entrances to the end game. Yeah, pretty much.
0: (laughs) So 98105, and then there's the 102 asterisk, and then there's also search dung. So there's four options here. One of them is contextual. Uh... I want to. I want to search too. My question being, I just don't think it. I don't, I don't think it'd be right. But is there play in protecting ourselves from anti-poison poison spell?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So the anti poison spell, I believe, specifically says uh, about ingesting. Good. Uh, okay. Following. All right. So okay.
0: great because yeah, it doesn't sound right, but it's the only thing I could think. I'm down to go to. I'm down to look through poop.
1: Mm-hmm. Let's do it. One eleven.
0: You found a ring! It fits neatly on the finger of your left hand. The trouble is, now that you've tried it, you can't get it off. And it tingles slightly. A tingle ring. But what does a tingle ring actually... <laughs> but, but what a tingle ring does... Never mind that now. Go to 99 and decide where to go from there.
1: Okay. Is 99 where we this... already were? Yeah, it is. Yeah, so yeah. Okay. We... <laughs> we <laughs> cool, should... we've now just we got have a, a tingling ring.
0: Yeah, we have a tingle ring. Whether or not that's good, I don't know. Um, do you want to bare minimum try and punch the boulder? Mm. Uh,
1: before we do, let me just quickly ask: is is our understanding of this that we can try and move yeah. the boulder, and 100%. if we fail, we can still decide to use the viable? In
0: my head, that seems like a hundred percent because that's like you you are expending a resource, and that is the thing. Yeah. Where if it was like, there's you have infinite fireballs, I'd be like, of course not. That seems greedy. But in the world yeah. where we would choose to expend something that does 75 damage, we and it might not even work, we of course should be able to try. Because that's, you know, that's the thing. So I Absolutely. think we should give it a crack. Who's going to punch a boulder? Chris Redfield uh, Why don't you roll it for us? God. So we're not looking... Oh my God! That's a twelve, boom. Absolutely Chris Redfield style. Have you ever, have you ever seen the Resident Evil Five uh, cutscene?
1: I, I have not.
0: He's just a guy, and he's in a volcano. This is Resident Evil. You know when they say Resident Evil stopped being kind of like a grounded horror kind of game series and it mm-hmm. turned into an action one. It's very well represented by Resident Evil Five near the climax where Chris Redfield is in a volcano and there's a giant boulder in his way and he punches it with his normal man fists enough times that it rolls out of the way. And it's like <laughs> it's like the size of two cars. Okay, okay, Chris. So that's kind of what just happened now, but it was successful.
1: So- in my mind's eye... Uh, Pip has walked up to this huge boulder, hugged it, and then just straight up suplexes it backwards, completely removing it from the area. Turning it into dust. And it
0: sh- it <laughs> shivers and it shines down on him. And he turns and he whips his hair and it goes, and it sparkles. He pushes away <laughs> some of the a little dust. lens flare effect and you know, his well, eye glitters. His eye glitters and it's like, it's, wait, are, have Pip's teeth always been so white? I, just- wow. Pip always looked this handsome. Damn! Oh, My god, Pip <laughs> turns around and punches a boulder, suplexes it, turns around, waves hair, glittering hair, sparkling teeth, gigachad chin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this, this is JoJo. This is JoJo's bizarre adventure. <laughs> we're describing here, effectively. Yeah, and and beneath that, you you are like there's a whisper, and you can hear in, in just like very faintly in your ear that goes north,
1: and then east. (laughs) Trust north and east.
0: (laughs) Okay, so 102 has taken us here. Alright, the corridor takes you without mishap to a small, apparently empty cave. The exits are south to 108, northwest to 99, so back where we were, east to 112. A flicker, I guess I'll write that down first, I suppose. Uh, a flicker at the corner of your eye. You spin round, but there's nothing there. Another flicker. You turn again. Still nothing there. Something touches your left arm, chilling it to the bone. For the briefest instant, you're staring into the glowing, ethereal eyes of a wraith. Then the creature vanishes instantly. A wraith? Those things are deadly, and they can only be fought with spells. Physical weapons don't even do damage to them whatsoever. The wraith is attacking you, Pip. That single touch costs you 10 life points. If it kills, if it kills you, kills go you 14. go to 14. Oh, sorry. Whenever I see the rules one, I'm like, ah, that raps won't even care. Wait, it's (laughs) rules. You must use your spells. The wraith has 25 life points, and it'll strike back successfully on a roll of 6 or better with a plus 3 damage touch. That's not that big of a deal, considering Firefinger does 10, and it gets knocked
1: out at 5. That's such a clean Mm -hmm. 2-hit kill. It is, however uh that'll put the enemy on five knocking them unconscious and we can't finish them off without using magic still do we have to use three do we it's always been i mean
0: we've always ruled it's always been knocking out as them killing. unconscious
1: yes w- because we then have the ability to with no further resources just kill them um oh with the, the i've always done that for flavor because
0: it was funny i've never thought that we've had to i've never thought that we had to dispatch them in order to move on i always thought that knocking them out was good enough in in my head that's how i'm with either ruling
1: here but also i think we are so far ahead of the the curve that spending three would be comfortable and not a problem i don't know i
0: that all said that all said it's it's more for me it's more about the precedent that it sets because we're in it for the long haul with these rules
1: very fair. It's only that the enemy can't take physical damage to other weapons that makes this unique in this instance.
0: Yeah, I guess in my head, five knocks them out cold in the rules, and it has never said anything. It's the, that's the thing it's the, about that whole rule in general that makes it kind of a little bit goofy, is that it doesn't treat it as differently than a kill, which is why I thought that knocking it out more or less is just a kill. It's just a different... Mm. Fl- I've always viewed knock them out is a different flavor of kill.
1: That will not hold just due to uh, one interaction that is apparently in an upcoming book where uh, it does matter whether or not we kill.
0: Yeah. I'm done with whatever. It's the difference between this one's, one spell.
1: I'm, I'm happy spending the third because I don't think it sends that well, negative the, of a precedent.
0: Yeah, and also it is still after two. It is still knocked out and we will not be at risk of getting attacked. That's for sure. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. Uh, let's roll initiative, I guess, because it, mm-hmm. it touched us for 10 and we lose 10 without getting to try. It gets a three.
1: Uh, we also got a three, so we have to re-roll. Oh, man. Two. <laughs> Another three, so we go first. Oh, wow. wow. Uh, what a roll. <laughs> the enemy has not struck us, uh, yet. It says it is attacking us, though, and, uh... Wait, no, that single Oh, so it has already yeah, done one to us. So it did, we will it did take
0: ten unavoidable
1: damage. Uh is that mitigated by our negative six? Uh it sounds like no. The way it's written looks like true
0: damage to me. Cause it says it costs you ten life points, which you would then make an argument, well, whenever we cast a spell, shouldn't we mitigate that with
1: our armor? We did mitigate spells with armor in the last one.
0: No, 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 no. I'm saying, like, when you, we spend three health to oh, cast a
1: spell. yes, you, yes.
0: So I would, okay, I yes, would say, I would say that this, it feels like this is a, when a game expressly says, doesn't say does damage, but says you lose blank life. I mm-hmm. feel like that's, I feel like it's probably, so. Uh, I Works
1: for me. It's not going to be a big deal either way. Right. let's uh, throw a uh, Firefinger at the enemy here, immediately just scoring 10 damage on them, and now it's their turn. Is Fire... fire. Oh, yeah, Firefinger was guaranteed. No rolls necessary. Yes.
0: All right, their turn. They need to get a six or better to try and hit, but truthfully, they need a lot more. They got a seven, which means they do uh, four damage, which means they do negative two damage, and we're just... <laughs> pip is Pip is so... Absolutely Jojo right now it's unreal. Mhm. <laughs> All right.
1: Uh so I guess you fire finger again? Fire finger again, which means that he
0: already can't try to attack again.
1: Already can't attack. the oh, fire takes no. him out we get one eight speed and the Wraith is now dead. Oh, uh what page God. is this sorry? This is 102 102. Thank you. I had to jump to the rules for a moment there. Yeah. So we can go to 108, back to the room we were just in on
0: 99, or east to 112. There's no north and east option,
1: so I don't care really. Hmm. However, there is an eastern option, which I think it's, leads it's as closer. much as possible.
0: It's closer, but I'm I'm down to do that. To you, 112. You marked experience, I assume, as well.
1: I did indeed. Let's go.
0: I can't wait until we level up once and gain one health once. Mm-hmm. We only have to kill six more creatures. <laughs> to gain one HP. <laughs> Not forever, though. It's fun. The passageway opens abruptly, so you find yourself standing on a rocky shore of a vast underground lake. There's no road around these still dark waters, but there's at least a rather battered, leaky rowboat tied up only a few meters away from you. If you've previously discovered on this adventure that you can swim, you might like to try swimming the lake.
1: Mm. Uh, if you don't know whether you can swim, don't risk it. To attempt to swim, go to
0: 123. If you want to risk that rowboat... Although it
1: does look very leaky. Go to 117. Uh, so we can only go to 117 or use the map to traverse back to any area we've been. And try and learn how to swim, basically. Well, it, or learn how to swim, or go to any different exit in the Yeah, 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 no, uh, yeah.
0: I meant if we were... Basically, I'm saying we can... There is an argument that we could go to 123 after a bit more effort which yes. part of me looks at this like a Metroidvania um, kind of like, come back later when you've learned the swim skill to kind of mm-hmm. like make sure that you don't sequence break in the way that we did.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're currently water soluble. Yeah, it's it's very, very true. We're just like the candy uh, fairy floss that the, the otters dunk into the water and immediately just watch go down the stream. Um, We could just risk the rowboat If we really wanted to.
0: I'm afraid of it. Do we have something in our pack that would
1: help with a leaky rowboat? Uh, Not especially, no.
0: I'm down to give it a try. If you are. Let's do it. Don't feel wildly confident, but that is okay. You climb into the rowboat and fish out the oars from from the bottom of the scummy pool of water in the bottom. Fit them into the rowlocks and pull away from the shore. The dark water swallows up the light from your torch, which you've jammed at the prow so that you can see, seem to be rowing through an endless night. Water from the boat's many leaks is already lapping around your feet as you strive across the lake before this old tub sinks. Roll two dice to find out if you make it to safety. Two to four, uh, go to 124. Five to 12, go to 132.
1: I'll take responsibility for this roll here. All right. As this is my bad idea. And we roll a 10. I I have a fear that uh, the 2-4
0: to four was a yep. good one since it's less likely. But, alright, done 117, 132. So 132 we go. <coughs> That's the sound of you drowning, Pip. Want to hear it again? Okay. <coughs> the reason you're drowning is that the boat has sunk. So what are you going to do now? Your panic spell? If you still have it and can work it. We'll cast a bubble around you with enough air that'll keep you alive long enough to get to 124. Alternatively, there's a slim chance you may be able to learn how to swim terribly quickly.
1: Some people are fast learners. When they have to be.
0: Roll dice exactly as if you were rolling for your life points all over again. If your new score is better than your old, you may keep it as your new maximum and add swimming to your abilities. Finally, you might just get lucky. Roll 11 or 12 on two dice and you've made
1: it. Use your luckstone if you have one.
0: Okay. Provide uh, Provided you survive this mess by any of the three possibilities, go to 124. If none of them work, 14.
1: If none of them work. So we can try each of these. Yes, we don't have a luckstone. We don't have a luckstone, but we could just try and roll the yes. 11 or 12 on two dice. For what it's worth, the other one is also roll dice exactly as if you were rolling for life points all over again. If your new score is better than your old, you may keep it and blah, blah, blah. Um, That one, actually, uh, is it... Yeah. Yeah, so max HP. So that is also asking us to roll an 11 or 12, because our previous was 10. Mm-hmm. So we have two rolls at trying to get an 11 or 12, and then we have to use the panic spell instead. Are we okay with that?
0: Yeah, that works for me. We'll start with the cool. start with the 11 or 12. Who wants to roll
1: that one? Uh, I'll roll for the uh, Luckstone version, the one that doesn't change our life points if we succeed. Failed. We rolled six.
0: Uh roll dice exactly if you were rolling for life points. That's
1: basically so exactly as if you were rolling for life points all over again. You're rolling three times.
0: Okay. First one is a nine. That's not gonna cut. It's very good, but it's not gonna cut it. Mm. Snake <laughs> eyes. Okay. Alright. We have to use the panic spell. That was a
1: seven. Alright. Two, two pretty, pretty decent rolls. They're just not good enough. Mm-hmm. Taking us down to 27 HP, and now we need to successfully still cast the spell. Oh god. Uh, which we do, we roll a oh, 7. Oh, thank god. That's... I do know that page 14 is dying. <laughs> hmm page 14 is always dying. <laughs> yep.
0: Alright. Holy. 124. We have strong arms, Pip. Or maybe just a lot of luck. Yeah. (laughs) Whichever way you made it, you squelch off across the cavern floor to the entrance of an exit passageway to the east. Enter and go to page 130. Wow! This must be your lucky day, Pip! As you step into the cave, your torchlight illuminates the largest heap of gems, silver, gold, electrum, jade, ivory, and artifacts you've ever seen. There's a king's ransom in here, a treasure beyond the wildest dreams of Avarice. This cavern makes the wizard Anselm's fabled treasure look treasure house look like the small change booth in the second rate circus. There must be millions. Were maybe millions? Diamonds, rubies, sapphires, emeralds, zircons, pearls, hundreds of them, thousands of them, just sitting in a huge pile waiting to be shoveled into a backpack. This must be the legendary dragon's treasure ransom money for freed maidens. Treasure trove from ravaged monasteries and the castles, all the booty collected over centuries by generations of rampaging dragons. All of it here, all of it just waiting for a brave adventurer like you. This could make such a difference for your lifestyle, Pip. This could buy you a castle, Pip. A dozen castles, Pip. This could, but you know full well what this could do. All you have to do is get it. As much as you can carry, at least. Which is still an awful lot. Is to persuade the lady with the funny-looking hair to let you take it. The lady with the funny-looking hair? Wait, that isn't hair on her head, it's snakes! Could this be the Medusa, the mythical female whose looks turn people to stone? Now you come to mention it, there are several very lifelike statues standing around here near this heap of treasure. But think of all that loot, Pip. Think of what you could do with it. To grab some of the treasure, you're going to have to fight the Medusa. If you decide to do so, 136. If you feel discretion, might be the better part of valor. Who needs loot, anyway? You may use your invisibility spell to get out of this cave without being seen. If you don't want to use invisibility, you can try creeping ever so quietly. To find out if you succeeded, roll two dice. Two to six and you're out. Seven to twelve. And the Medusa glanced briefly in your direction. Go to 14. The passage's out of this cavern will lead to 138 and 128. So it's either fight or use invisible or fight fight or run. Fight and mm. get big big loot or run. Was there like a was there like a mirror in the options we could have bought? Mm,
1: no, not that I, uh, okay. no, there wasn't. Okay. I believe there was a mirror in the previous set of loot though. Yeah, we had a mirror in the uh, previous setup. Mm. Frustrating that we don't carry that across, alas. What do you think? I kind of want to get the money. I get the money. I want (laughs) to get the money.
0: I get the money. One thirty-six. All right.
1: One second.
0: H. All right. So to one thirty-six to fight the Madus. <laughs> what a brave decision, a little greedy perhaps, but brave. Now for the bad news. The Medusa has 100 life points. She can turn you to stone at any time she gets 2 successful hits against you in a row. She needs to roll an 8 or better to hit though. If you decide to use her invisibility fu- spell during the fight, she can still get you, but she needs 3 successful hits in a row. So good luck. Wow. Okay. All right. Uh I have a strong pitch. Mm -hmm. towards bare minimum, considering the usage
1: of our bubble wand, our goo wand. Absolute, 100% we should use our goo wand. I have a, uh, a pitch before that, though. Yes. What if we also used pi r squared? Pip's immense rapid repeater so that we are able to act twice as fast in this combat as otherwise. So we could go pi r squared, globule wand... Attack 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 (laughs) (laughs) It's The sick and
0: twisted thing is that's a hundred percent gotta be correct. Like that's gotta be able That's gotta be turn illegal That's crazy (laughs) This needs to get patched But like cause yeah this distinctly the phrasing on them is unique in the sense that the wand makes it so they can't move for four turns and Mm -hmm. the spell is that we move twice as fast so it's not even like there's no fudging it that's just absolutely how that would work and that's absurd yep we would maybe not even have to use our 75 damage fireball exactly yeah yes is the answer to that i will say first things first we do have to roll initiative Yes, indeed. One. Okay.
1: Alright. One! Oh, thank you! Oh boy, I also rolled a one. Really? Yep. Okay. (laughs) Two!
0: My initiative rolls are so bad.
1: (sighs) Two. Four. That's so...
0: (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Okay. Alright, so... The spell... Does it take an action? That's what I'm trying to figure out at this point because the other ones sound like they don't, which is weird. Yeah, like this almost looks like it sets the precedence or like oh attack
1: s- magic. No, it it does.
0: It take it takes a spell. It takes a turn. Yeah. In that case, yeah, no, we do that one first, right?
1: Yeah. Well, Some of them seem to be responses. Like panic subtracts four extra points of damage from what's done to you, as well as pow. Adds 10 points to the damage scored.
0: So Panic subtracts 4 points once, but costs 3 health? That doesn't sound right. It's got to be for the whole fight. Which sounds
1: broken. Well, yes. Looks looks like it's got to be for the whole fight.
0: Which, minus 10 damage? By the
1: next blow. Oh.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the POW is weird. The, the the POW one was the one that made me think that maybe we were wrong about the actions. Because that one doesn't make a whole lot of sense that you have to sacrifice an entire turn for that. You know what I'm saying? Mm. That one had me questioning whether or not it takes a turn.
1: Pip's attacking daft also is allows a user to use a magical range against an enemy out of combat range, and then in their next turn, they can't respond to you. Mm. Oh, so like... So, so I have to expect it still does take a turn. Yeah. So that then brings to mind... Um, because uh, we could fail to cast Pip's immense rapid repeater and then the enemy just hits us. So should we globule one first?
0: Well, that's what I was wondering. But the thing is, if we do the rapid repeater, theoretically, we get to try the, ra- the, the globule one immediately after.
1: Unless we fail.
0: I know, unless we fail. But if we fail, we can fail the the other spell as well. In fact, it's more that's likely. True. Right, uh, Isn't it?
1: Globule, I think, hits on a six or higher. Oh, I thought It might were. have even been a four or higher.
0: Oh, Five. okay. Oh, uh,
1: it is... Is it a four or higher? On a... Silly thing. If you hit... It doesn't say what it costs to hit, though.
0: I feel like it was a normal hit, maybe. I could be wrong.
1: Achieve your normal strike throw. Yeah, yeah. so our normal strike throw would be a six. six.
0: Wait, didn't we get something that made our normal strike on a f- five or higher? In the previous one, we
1: might have had.
0: I could have sworn that we actually had a normal strike of five or higher because of the mm. Excalibur.
1: Uh, I thought the, it had something Excalibur special. Junior, Excalibur Jr. is on a four or higher, but it's not a normal strike. Oh, it's, it's not an a normal. Excalibur norm- Jr. Gotcha. strike.
0: Gotcha. Okay, all right. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, so basically, what are we doing here? We're
1: gonna... So we're either doing the globule first or we're doing Pips pi R squared repeater. I mean, I am down with the high risk
0: play of going for the double we do need to get hit to do it. twice in a row right twice in a row y- yes. and it's an eight or higher so it's i'm not mm-hmm. you know la- you know famous last words but that's not very
1: likely that's true so i was gonna say the same but uh, famous last words
0: yeah uh so give it a, give it a crack give it a crack all right
1: so uh we're trying to cast uh pi r squared repeater Unsuccessfully. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. We're now down to 24 HP, and we lose a charge of pi i squared. Notably, she also like doesn't look like she does damage, so it seems like it's
0: only the the first one yeah. is a seven. So oh! c- close, but that's a not that's not going to work.
1: Do we want to do the pi i squared repeater again? Probably, right. If this one fails, I guess Seven! I'll... Yep, okay. that, that was the correct move. Yeah. If, that, if
0: that one failed, I'd feel weird about using the third, though, for sure. hmm
1: We immediately get another attack, which we pre-agreed is going to be the yes. globule wand. So we uh, brandish this five. wand, which we found in the laboratory of the wizard Anselm in our last adventure, and we say,
0: silly thing! Yep.
1: Rolling a five, failing to hit.
0: All right. Well, okay, so she, she does have the ability to go- Okay. That's a nine. That's one. Mm-hmm. We do have two attempts to silly thing.
1: Yeah.
0: Ah, this thing didn't work.
1: Silly thing. And we accidentally fire off another globule wand in her direction? Eh.
0: That's... Uh, the pause makes <laughs> me survive. think that that's a fail. Well, you have another shot.
1: I think we should do it.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. Because it's like, you can't...
1: 11. Okay. She's frozen.
0: The thing is, we if we have three charges left and it gets replenished in the next book, theoretically, anyways, you have to imagine mm-hmm. what is another, the, the dragon fight we can only imagine is like the final thing. Yep. Are we going to use it more than three times in that fight anyways? I don't, I think three would be the max amount of times we would try to be using that anyways. So, mm-hmm. okay, so she's stunned. This is turn number one of her being stunned, which I would say, theoretically, I think only seems fair that it would, refresh
1: her stone ability. Yeah, she has to strike us successfully two turns in a row. Which she can, literally cannot do.
0: Okay. So, anyway, you started smacking? Anyway,
1: I withdrew myself from your sword blade, your your little sheath on your sword, and I put myself in your hand, and then I thrust myself at the enemy for a total of eight damage. She's down to 92. And then I decided just for fun to twist in the wound. You know, that they do that on the shows and it makes it really painful. And it works. It does make it very, very painful. They take another nine damage, taking them down to 83. Oop, 83. Math is hard. It's all good. All right. Go. <laughs> you do the same thing I do, which is subtract yeah. 10 and then offset the other number by, by one. By one, but then the wrong direction.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: all right. So what, you,
0: one, two, three, four. Why did you just make six more attacks?
1: Uh, will do. Uh, the Medusa is uh, frozen, uh, un, un, uh, uncomfortable with the fact that she is receiving the treatment that she has given to so many before of freezing them and then killing them.
0: Yeah, I should have offered to roll. I just rolled, I just rolled a 12. I should have offered to steal one.
1: Ooh, that's going to be one of our second hits in this, then, for this attack round. Um, because it was a legal roll. Uh, we oh, okay. also ourselves roll for 6 damage, uh, taking them down to 77, and then you roll 12, which is 8 plus 5, 13, taking them down to 64. Yeah, let's each roll an attack for, yeah, um, seems... for each of these I, rounds. That's kind that of what I was thinking. Sense. It
0: just seems a little bit faster. I got an 8.
1: Oh, you got an 8 and I got a 10. So, the 8 does 9 damage, and the 10 does 11 for a total of 20 more damage to the enemy, taking them down to a total of 44 by the end of that round. So, two more attacks. They skip a turn, they skip a turn, they skip a turn. Yep. So, we've got the initiative now, and we've got two more attacks. I got a 7. I got a 9. So, your 7 is going to do uh, 8 points of damage, and mine is going to do 10 for a total of 18 points of damage to the enemy, taking them down to. 26.
0: That's pretty good. Before
1: then she, she next does, gets that. She does wake up then and she goes
0: Oh my god, that sucked. <laughs> and then she responds with an
1: eleven. So Rude.
0: pretty pretty err. Hmm. <laughs> uh so oh. So the, the only thing, I, my question is on the POW, you know? Is that where you're thinking mm-hmm. too? Like, are you kind of like confused about that? Like, should it take a turn? Yada yada. Is that where you're at?
1: I'm um, just quickly scrolling back up to POW to have a look at that now. Because we can't even lightning bolt, lightning bolt,
0: lightning bolt, lightning we, bolt. We can
1: cast POW outside of combat. That's probably. Oh, is that,
0: that says, that says that, okay. Because
1: that's the only... It doesn't say that specifically, but you can do it. Uh, unless it says, like, you can only cast this in combat, which some of them do say.
0: Okay. Well, then, that I feel like that's probably enough, because it just doesn't make sense. It's not valuable to use otherwise.
1: Yeah, exactly. Hmm.
0: And it has a use case, which is, there's only... Or a cost being, there's only three of them, and you lose health
1: for doing it. So... So we'd have to do more than... Uh, eleven damage in the next two attacks. If we hit twice, so if we roll four two times, we do ten damage. So if we roll any higher than uh four both times, we actually take her out.
0: Just wait. If we roll any higher than four, wait. Oh. No,
1: I'm wrong. What? I twenty one that we need to do. Never yeah. mind.
0: Which is twenty
1: one, so we can't yes, even just do two fire. That's finger. what
0: I was saying. That's what I was saying. We can't lightning bolt, lightning bolt. It would have been very clean. It would have been like it would have been using a lot of resources, but it would have been very clean. I mean, mm. I, I'm down to to pow and use one of those resources on this fight. All all of this, like obviously, we're you know we're dancing around the fact that we decided clearly not to use the seventy five damage fireball to try and save that for the boss. Mm-hmm.
1: So, I'm down to pow. <laughs> hmm. should we consider the possibility of casting pips instant levity and laughter because the opponent falling uh, around laughing heartily and they miss three consecutive turns during combat because we get the ability to try that it's it's like globule wand but we're spending a different resource effectively it's true i'm down to try it we need to get a seven or better seven or better I'm why don't you to- roll that cost
0: i'm down to try oh, me. i got a six and a one
1: <laughs> Hell yes! That's,
0: I hate it. I hate it. That's,
1: we cast uh, Tasha's hideous laughter on the enemy. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. The scariest way I could have been successful.
1: Hmm. I've I've rolled a lot of the the sevens that have managed to hit spells have almost ubiquitously been a six on one and then a one on the other, and I've almost always seen the one first and felt bad. Yeah. All right. Well. Bing, bang, boom, we, we get an extra attack. I'd say we just, now we just do attacks, like, right? Oh, right. 100%, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Just, like, smack. So, uh, you succeeded on the first one for that round, so I will roll for an attack on that round as well, uh, which does 10 damage, taking the enemy down to 16. And then we get a new attacking phase.
0: All right, I'll attack Why don't you well. roll the
1: first attack here? I got a nine. <clears throat> I got a pick-up. nine, which does a total of another 10 damage. Uh, taking the enemy down to 6 HP, and then basically, as long as I hit them, Medusa's going down. And I hit Medusa, and they go down. I'm going to roll for like, the alternate
0: reality where Medusa could have gotten another attack. Four? Mm-hmm. Two? Okay, well. Don't ah, do we D- 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 whatever. It would have been higher if I rolled it then. <laughs> it was a good idea. Shut up.
1: <laughs> it was. This all yeah. worked out really, really well. It worked out Medusa well. Medusa down.
0: It was a well thought out and doled-out use of resources that doesn't put us too low on any one resource. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, It's hot. All right. Um... If you kill the Medusa, you will find that you can comfortably carry treasure worth 200,000 gold pieces. There's two passages leading out of the cave. They go to 138 and 128. Take your pick. What? Uh... I... I... There's no... I guess I feel better about 128 for some reason. I don't know why. All right, let's go.
1: Okay. You triple... Um, what? Oh, that's okay. You want to heal? Is that why you said that? I was thinking about it for a second, but I read uh, one word on the next passage, and uh, now I don't. I think it's metagaming if I say we should heal before we go to the next area. No, I don't think it's metagaming if you say we... Because you thought it beforehand. I, I, I think we'll be fine.
0: Okay. You trip along this passage without a care in the world until you fall down a pit trap. Roll two dice to determine the damage caused by the fall. Subtract the results from your current life points. We lose six HP, taking us down to 12. (gasps) Raps. Mm Mm-hmm. If you have both a rope and spikes in your equipment, you may use them to climb out again. Otherwise, you're stuck. You starve for a week and die on page 14. (laughs)
1: we have exactly a rope and spikes
0: we i mean oh oh it's beautiful all right so 128 before we leave do you want
1: to heal absolutely oh my god i thought you'd never ask um that's something people say but i never actually think they think the other person would never ask i think they're just trying to show that they're enthusiastic about it whereas in this instance it would be like i thought you never asked how dare you think so little of me Exactly. <laughs> I know you know how to games. Let's spend health pot. Why don't you roll that for me, buddy? Oh, okay.
0: It's
1: five and one six. Hmm. Okay. We okay. immediately uh, <laughs> recover all of the HP from that fall. We... What health? We what have are eight we... more health pots. What health we are we at? Definitely continue spending. Eighteen out of forty. Oh, I'm gonna roll another one. Okay, that was seven. Twenty-five out of forty. Okay. I mean, let's go again. Mm-hmm. Okay, that one's, uh, five. Less exciting. hmm 30 out of 40. I'm reasonably comfortable at this point. We could continue or not. How many potions left? Uh, total of six left. Still one more. Let's do it. Okay. That one is a nine.
0: That's... Hell yeah. That's clean. 39. That... Perfect. No, any more is too much. I'd be embarrassed to need more health than that. <laughs> if you get out of the pit, you may proceed... The passage you're in leads to 120 in one direction and 130 in the other.
1: Uh, 130 is the page on which we fought the Medusa, so.
0: Great. So, 120 it is?
1: Unless we want to go to 130 and then take the other direction from Medusa. I see. What do you want? I mean, this was a negative, so maybe the other path out of Medusa is a positive? I mean, okay. So, that's 138 eventually that we get to. Oh, which is literally the passageway to the the, uh, <laughs> the the lake, which is how we got here. That all makes sense now.
0: Okay, so should we go to 120?
1: Yeah, let's go to 120. So we walk past the pitfall instead. All right.
0: <gasps> the passageway runs due east for a time, then curves. First northeast, then with increasing what? sharpness north. Oh. Woo! Then you catch a strange odor, a little like that of a cattle shed at the home of your adopted parents. But more pungent and somehow strangely menacing. Nonetheless, you press on. Pip is not an adventure for nothing. What is a little danger between friends? They who hesitate is, are lost. Press on regardless. Well, she... she... such... daft... what? <laughs> well, such daft thoughts are drifting through your mind, you reach the end of the passage and step directly into another cavern. There is an exit on the north wall, another to the east, three large brass-bound chests and a small matching casket on the floor, some five meters ahead of you. This would be an interesting and intriguing place to explore at your leisure were it not for one thing between you and the chests. (laughs) Not to mention the exit passage is a two meters tall, heavily muscled figure holding a naked sword. Except you're not looking at the sword right now, however threatening it might be. What you're looking at is the figure's head, which incredibly is that of a bull... You've entered the cave of the Minotaur! HALT! Bellows the Minotaur, making a curious scraping gesture with his right foot on the floor.
1: NO ONE PASSES THIS WAY! Oh, my lord. Keep your voice down, you silly monster!
0: You reply, perhaps with more bravado than you actually feel.
1: I have no quarrel with you. I'm simply trying to find the brass dragon. YOU! (laughs) Snorts the Minotaur. A little pipsqueak like you's looking for a brass dragon. I'm no pipsqueak,
0: you answer proudly.
1: Although my name is Pip. Uh, Perhaps you've heard of me?
0: The Minotaur shakes his huge head, snorting.
1: Can't say that I have. Then, you say. You may have heard of the man who sent me. Merlin, the greatest magician in all of Avalon? Merlin, is it? I thought he'd be dead of old age by now.
0: Very much alive, You say quickly on the principle that Jaw-Jaw is safer than fight-fight, especially since when you're facing anything as tough as a minotaur.
1: And you know him? Personally?
0: Of course! The minotaur stops, scraping his foot on the ground.
1: Do you think you can persuade him to fix my head?
0: What's wrong with your head? You ask, wondering if the monster has a headache.
1: It's a shape like the head of a bull,
0: says the Minotaur.
1: Have you noticed?
0: Well, yeah, you admit. The Minotaur sits down on one of the chests and leans his sword against his knee. The great bull's hang head hangs sorrowfully. Most
1: people do, he remarks. He looks up. You don't think I was born like this, do you?
0: And before he can answer, he goes on.
1: No, of course not. I was a perfectly normal child. Good looking as you are, I lived in Athens, a little Greek village you may have heard of. My head grew like this because I ate too many hamburgers, I think. I'm not entirely sure, but it's the only reason I can think of. All my friends deserted me. While the King of Crete was decent enough to give me a job for a time guarding his labyrinth, the pain was appalling and eventually I turned it all in so I could come and skulk here. Anyway, do you think Merlin could kill me?
0: I'm sure he could. You say? He's very good at changing the shape of things.
1: If you can get him to do it,
0: says the Minotaur,
1: I'd be ever so grateful.
0: Would you let me pass through your cave unharmed? You ask warily.
1: I can't do that. Anyone who comes in here has to fight me. That's just tradition. But we can make it a token fight with no weapons. First one to knock off ten lifeboats is the winner. If you win... You can go through. I'll even let you search these chests for anything useful. But if you lose, you have to go straight to Merlin and see about fixing my head. How's that suit you? That suits me fine. You say, in some relief. Shall we fight now?
0: Yeah, let's. <laughs> Says the Minotaur excitedly, leaping to his feet. Roll two dice to decide the out. Wait, what? Roll two dice to decide the outcome of the fight. The Minotaur needs a six to hit exactly as you do since this is a fist fight. First roll decides who gets the first strike. Oh, okay. The roll two mm. dice, it sounds confusing. It just means roll two dice like normal because there's not like a table that says on blank through blank yeah. do this. So it's if you win, dude. Do- okay. So it's just a
1: normal old fight. It's a normal old fight. The we thing, thing is, armor. though, we. Yeah, we deny six damage and he has to roll on a six to hit us. Yeah. So if he rolls 12, he does zero damage.
0: Yeah, it's literally
1: impossible Mm -hmm. for us to not win. So, do you, do you mind if I sidestep this? Because mechanically, it's literally not possible for the enemy to win.
0: Yeah, this is like in, a, in, in an RPG when they have like that grinding uh, setting where it's like, you are literally just mm-hmm. too strong for this to be worth any of our times. Just press this button yep. to skip the fight. 100%. So it is impossible for us to take damage here.
1: We're going to stand directly in front of that minotaur and just look up. I can only imagine up. Thing's probably nine foot tall. And just wait and brace. It strikes us thunderously in the chest, and we stand still, no flinch. It strikes with another hand? Similar result. Eventually, the Minotaur gets tired of striking us in the chest, and just slumps to the ground, defeated.
0: I, I'm i with it. If you win, go to 126, and boy did we ever. Well now, the
1: Minotaur says.
0: Oh. A little
1: breathlessly after the fight. I just didn't know how long it would take for you to change out of your voice changer. <laughs> no, <laughs> no time at all. Now that we've got that out of the way, you better have a rummage through my belongings. That's tradition too, you know. To the victor go the spoil, as young Julius Caesar used to say to me before me had got this way and we stopped talking to one another. But, I'd warn you, it's been set up so you can only look in two of them. Once you do that, the others vanish. A little magic I brought to protect my belongings, you appreciate. Except I don't know how to switch it off, so you're stuck with it, I'm afraid. You've only got three chests and a casket. You can look at any two. Make your choice.
0: You stare from chest to chest. They all three look identical. The casket, although much smaller, is essentially the same design.
1: Can't you simply tell me what's in them?
0: You ask the Minotaur. But he shakes his great bull's head.
1: a uh, tradition, you know.
0: He explains sadly. Since there's no way of telling the chests apart, Pip, let's call them 1, 2, and 3. Uh, so we have a bunch of different options between like, opens chest 1 and 3, 1 and 2, 2 and 3, chest 1, casket, chest 2, casket, chest 3, casket. Mm-hmm. I, do you have
1: any possible lean here? I kind of think the casket might be interesting, but that's literally just because it's not Either the I I have no lean whatsoever. Yeah. You know what? I'm eliminating chest one. Chest one's a, a mimic. Let's do chest two and casket. How about that? Chest I also two like, and casket. Let's go. I also go.
0: like the number one fifty. Feels good. Mm-hmm. Nice and round. The casket contains a large key. Wonder where it might fit. Then the chest is no help. It contains only a bottle clearly marked snake venom antidote. What could that ever be useful for? Which it may at least come in handy if you're ever bitten by a snake. It tastes horrible, but it absolutely neutralizes the poison, leaving your life points exactly as they were before the bite. There's enough in the bottle for one dose only. As the minutes are predicted, the remaining chests have vanished. There are three passages leading from the cavern. They go to 114, 137, and 128.
1: The casket contains a large key. But the chest is no help, so we have a large key from this casket as well.
0: Yeah. Okay. 114, 137. Have we been to any of these? Doesn't look like it.
1: it doesn't look like it. Also, my Wait, mapping we've... of this area has gotten really wonky, so We have been to 128 on We have been to 128. Oh, yes, yes, we have indeed. Um. Hmm. We How do the... you feel about 137?
0: Hmm. I don't know. It's, it's metagamey, but we've been to 138, and I feel i think it was bad but i don't wait have we been to 138 we've been to 136. i don't know if we've uh, been to 138 but we've definitely been to
1: 136. 138's the the riverside with the the gotcha. robot i'd rather
0: go to 137 i don't mind let's do it imagine if we had to spend all that time in this city yeah no kid. this cavern is completely lined with metal floor walls ceiling the whole north wall is taken up with bank upon bank of truly massive machinery this was never made by dragons or by anyone else in the time of King Arthur. If you really a, weren't a, if you weren't really a young person from the twentieth century occupying another body, you might be tempted to think this was magic. But you're a young person from the twentieth century, so you know perfectly, perfectly well that you're facing some strange sort of giant machine. But who made it? How did it get here? What does it do? What a mystery! What a puzzle! What a glorious opportunity to poke around a bit and get yourself into no end of trouble! you might soar- be sorely tempted to walk directly into that control panel to the north wall where it is where it not for one small thing the machinery is being tended by no less than a dozen hunchback dwarves of evil countenance 12 of them pip 12 dwarves could it even could even an adventurer of your reputation experience fight them all the choice is yours you may use the invisibility spell to get away safely you... but you have to go back where you came from You may try and creep away quietly, roll two dice, two and eight, two to eight, and you've made it out without them spotting, nine to twelve, and they spot you and hurl themselves upon you, shrieking evilly. Or you may hurl yourself upon the... (laughs) My Windows update. Uh, Hurl yourself upon the dwarves and hope to hack them to pieces on 131.
1: I think we've probably got the ability to take out a couple dwarves. There's also, if there's twelve of them, that's twelve points of experience. (laughs) That is. It does say specifically you get a point of experience per. I
0: mean, I think that this is an XP farm, is what this giant machine is. Let's do it. XP farm on 131. Each nasty dwarf has 10 life points. They're slow movers, so you can certainly have the first strike against some of them. Roll two dice to find out how many you can hit first. If you manage 12, it means you can take one bash at every one of them before any of them gets to strike you back. Oh... That kind of changes... Okay. When you've taken your first hit or hits, the dwarves will strike you back in sequence. They're not particularly good fighters, need an eight or better, and they're armed with swords that do plus three damage. Easy.
1: All right. Honestly, yeah. Um, I'm going to roll the two to see how many we can hit first. When
0: you've taken and your first hit eight or of them. hits, the dwarves will strike you back in sequence. So they they yeah, all... When we do- have... D- yeah.
1: Yeah, when we've dealt eight hits to uh, these dwarves, they then get to respond. Great. Um, So we have to hit eight of those dwarves. So would you like to roll four of our attacks and I'll roll four of our attacks? For what it's worth, they have 10 life points and they have no armor. So if we roll a four or anything above that, that dwarf is dealt with.
0: Great. Okay, first one is one dead. I I got a seven.
1: Another one is dead on a four.
0: Another one's dead on an eight.
1: Three. Another one dead on a six. Another one dead on a nine. <laughs> We're mowing them down. Another feet. one on an eleven? Do I have another one? Yeah, I do. Another yeah. one on an eight. Oh my god. <laughs> another on a seven. So we <laughs> failed none of those.
0: Just just like freaking chopping jello. Dwarf Pip like, came in here. And he's got his giga-chat chin on and the glistening sparkle from the boulder that he crushed with his bare fist suplexed. Like, mm-hmm. and he's just going with basically like a weed whacker, just swinging the sword in front of him, going
1: one down, whoosh, two down, whoosh, three down, whoosh, back and forth. Windshield wiper. In Bugs on the windshield. Mechanically? mechanically it doesn't work like this but in my mind's eye we've walked in with ej in one hand and ej said something like whoa whoa whoa, whoa! hold on i'm only gonna be able to protect your right flank you're gonna need another weapon for your left and so we just pull out the giant maul is it maul or what's our weapon is a -a 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 mace uh we pull out the mace in the other hand and then we just spin through them just you know like juggernaut spin yeah spinning around garen etc yeah um eight of them are down four of them get to attack us back why don't you roll for those all
0: right first one is a three that's nothing second one is Mm -hmm. a five that's nothing third one is a six that's nothing then you need right yeah Mm -hmm. next one is a five uh
1: sick Uh, one of them, uh, swings so wide that it strikes another one and takes them out. Uh, another one, uh, runs up to us holding its sword and is ready for what looks like a particularly well-prompted attack, but trips over a small pebble and accidentally stabs themselves in the head. Um, EJ flies out of our hand and just takes care of one behind us. Hey, I got this one. And the final one, uh... Sees what's happened to all of their friends and compatriots, and has a mental break, having a stroke, and immediately dies.
0: Mark twelve points of experience, baby. Boo! Level up. The we fact... get one permanent. The fact that this is worth twelve times as much as the Medusa fight is unreal. That's silly. Yep. That's it's very... pretty
1: absurd. But it is. But it is the rules. <laughs> <laughs> this is what they say in the first one you get one per yeah we basically our goal should always be
0: to find the rooms that have 12 enemies in them and go ham mm-hmm. all right uh bada bing if you manage to kill the dwarves you go to 134 picking your way carefully over the bodies of the dead dwarves you reach the bank of controls on the north wall inlaid in the gleaming metal floor beneath your feet is a blue metal plate you test it carefully, but it seems to secure to stand on. Before you are three large levers surmounted by a notice in red. That notice
1: reads, "Place key in slot." Key. Oh, sorry, sorry. It's it's, it's a cool. Sign. I it's just a heard sign. there was a slightly extra uh, pause, so I uh, decided to go for it. I you, you place key in slot before activating levers. Beside... How dare you!
0: I was gonna read that out. <laughs> I, Why I go? Why you? I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> fight! Let's fight! Let's fight! Oh yeah, roll, the deck, <laughs> roll initiative. Roll initiative. I three. Beside the notice,
1: you hit me. I die instantly.
0: Beside <laughs> <laughs> the, the notice is a slot big enough to take in quite a large key. <gasps> the levers are numbered one, two, three. You can see that each one may be pushed upwards or pulled downwards. Make your choice carefully when you decide what to do with these levers because they'll obviously determine the course of the remainder of your adventure. Here's the various options. If you have a key to place in the slot, then the following results will arise. Push all the levers, all three up, go to 139, all three down, go to 141, one lever up, two down, 144, two levers up, one down, 147. If you don't have a key to put in the slot, then the following results will arise. Push all three levers up and go to 142.
1: Uh. Mm. so we do have the key i can only presume this is the one from the minotaur we do we do indeed however there's the option for uh if we have the key we can push all three levers up and go 139 if we don't have the key we can push all three levers up and go to 142 instead
0: oh also scroll down a little bit all four of the options are available but without the key oh oh
1: Hmm. So there's,
0: it's not inherently.
1: uh, Don't really know what to do. I don't really know. Uh,
0: Do you want to think about it over the course of a day? Yeah,
1: let's spend a day thinking about this. Let's spend one day thinking about this. Okay, I've decided overnight it came to me in a dream. Okay. You know what levers can do? Uh... A maximum of two directions. Correct. (laughs) They've got a north and they've got a south. (gasps) North is at least part of the favorite decision. Okay. South is nowhere involved. I think we just put the key in and we push all three levers up.
0: Yeah. I mean, I do kind of like the idea of just do it all. Because we don't have any data about them. Might as well just do all. The exact opposite of what we have currently going on, which is nothing is everything exactly so this one... is the exact
1: case that we were making you know in the last recording the, the last recording rather the last episode prior to this mm-hmm. that it's good in situations where you don't have any additional data to just have something to guide yourself by let's it's go true. to the northern option which i guess is 142 142 wait oh god is it
0: Push all three no that's if we don't have the key it's 139 if we have the key because we do have the
1: key Oh, we do. Yes. Wait. Sorry. No. We do have the key. But
0: if you have the, the key to, to place in the slot, then the following results will arise: blank. Push all oh. three levers up and go to one thirty-nine. One forty-two. Yeah. Yeah. It's better. Wait. Are oh, you ending the you, page? We didn't say, want to go to one forty-two. It didn't look good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, we, that's an irrelevant. We're never going to do any of those options. We do have the key. We can't unhave the key. It's not like we could get rid of it or anything. So. Mm. There's a hum of machinery, a vibration, thrills your body. For a moment you feel dizzy, disoriented, and then a spiral of light emerges from the plate beneath your feet and coils around you. Your head spins, you feel dizzy, then blackness. You're standing in an underground corridor of worked stone, well-lit torches. Wait, placed at the intervals in the brackets of the walls. The metal-lined cavern has vanished, and you're... At a sort of crossroads. Three-quarter crossroads. Corridors run north, south, and west. And they look equally dark and treacherous. Not much to go on, but where do you go from here? North, south, west. Well, I mean... We've been using the guiding force of north so far? It has done great for us so far. One of these days it'll, uh... Here's the thing. It's so great because it's done so much good that even if it has a couple failures, I still trust it. It's... Yep. The, the amount to which it has led us to success, this book, is unparalleled.
1: I, I've really locked it in already as good. It could exclusively betray yeah. us from here on out, and I would still be rude for every We could find a way to spin time. it.
0: Yeah, well, we'd have to find a way to spin it. <laughs> Alright. You exit the chamber into a tunnel cut through solid rock, which has all the indications of a natural fissure widened here and allowed a clear passage. One thing does occur to you quite strongly... Whatever the great machine was, whoever put it here, it has sent you to a different place, and there's no way- no way back. Never mind, Pip, a brave adventurer can go forward, north, which is exactly what you do until, quite suddenly, you reach another cavern. You hesitate, this cave is very different from any you you seen before. It looks for all the world as if it had been formed from liquid rock, for the surfaces are smooth and the whole cave funnels downwards at a steep incline. You move forward cautiously, aware of the narrowing walls around you. Further and further you move, senses alert, as the funnel effect grows more and more pronounced. Oh no, the funnel's blocked! What now, Pip? The boulder blocking the only exit looks massive, far too large to move. You may have to try, of course, one try only, sorry, by rolling two dice. Throw 10, 11, or 12 to move the obstacle by brute force. If you fail, a fireball can clear the way for you. If you have no fireballs left or would prefer to save them, you can try using the wand you found. Huh?
1: The wand you found?
0: The implication probably being that we found a wand. Like, if we found a wand. Okay. Uh, But at the fearful cost of 25 of your life points. Oh my. Okay. Uh, Well, I would say step one, we should try to just punch it. Chris Redfield style, because we were successful at the other one. Absolutely. Because one try only does sound like, to me, one try of rolling the dice through force. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, one try by rolling two dice. So, who rolled dice? I punched last time. Why don't you...
1: Why don't you... Oh, I... Okay, I was going to ask you to do it and I was going to search for the wand to see if that was on a critical Well,
0: I rolled a nine, so I'm glad you are rolling.
1: I'm so glad that I rolled as well as I rolled a 5 and a 6 for a total of 11.
0: Uh, hair whips in the glittering dust of the boulder once more. Pip Boulderbane. God of the, uh, uh, not Underdark.
1: Graveler Um. trembles before him.
0: (laughs) Uh. I mean, hey, okay. It says to move it, but I say we, we smash it to dust.
1: Oh, absolutely. I'm going to say it's like a a 1-inch punch from only the pinky as well. Like oh. it's exclusively been I know there, exactly that. this part. Oh, what? Sorry. Huh?
0: <laughs> no. No, no, no. He, to a boulder. That's what he's saying. He's saying I've been there boulder I've been there bouldered that and he's like I'm not going to use my full force anymore. Now I'm just using the pinky. Punch a boulder, been there done that. Boulder number 2, pinky blast.
1: Soon, I will just look at them. And they will explode.
0: <laughs> we should, yeah, we should get an, uh, a piece of equipment that's just boulders in your area turn to dust.
1: <laughs> an I, aura of boulder destruction.
0: I love the thought of that. Uh, well, okay, we are, when you manage to get past this obstacle by whatever means, go to 153. A short passage, wait, also, wait, hold on, I want to point, point out one thing. Mm. The only options, because there's no way back, it said there's no way back, Right? Yeah. And it's 153 if you get past this obstacle. The only other option is to use the wand you found. Which makes me wonder if we have found the wand for some reason.
1: So the wand is found uh, just because I was very curious uh, and wanted to make sure we hadn't uh, skipped past something. Uh, The wand appears to be found on 152, which then leads to 151. So... I'm trying to make sure that 151 is where we were supposed to land. Yep.
0: Well, all right. So we found just like a weird sequence break where if we weren't able to punch our way successfully and all of our fireballs missed, we would technically be locked. Yeah. Technically.
1: Yeah, pretty much. We We found a very, very strange circumstance here. Although for what it's worth, uh we would have the ability to just turn back because this was just the northern passage out of that area that is true via our map we would just be able to turn around
0: yeah and in fact i would not be surprised if one of the other paths takes us to 152 okay either way it's irrelevant because we are game breakers and we're on page 153 a short passage still descending stops abruptly at the head of a flight of steps they're crudely cut very crudely cut and worn smooth as if by the tread of many feet over eons of time. But what feet have trod here? Not those of adventurers, surely, for only the strong, brave, intelligent adventurer could survive long enough to reach this spot, and such are rare. No, Pip, those steps have been worn smooth by some creature of the cave, some creature of the darkness and evil intent. Is that a sound you hear below? A gentle, sinister sound. A slither. The creature sliding up the steps is green, a little more than two meters in length, With a blood red eye, with multiple blood red eye, and long flickering tongues. A very long flicking tongue. Bulbas at the end. Flick. That tongue snakes towards you like a whiplash. Roll two dice to discover if you're fast enough to avoid it. Two to eight, and you avoid it. Nine to twelve, and uh, not good.
1: I rolled already. (laughs) Did you roll? I did not.
0: Okay. Can I use mine? (laughs)
1: let's let's use yours i got a six uh so we i was trying to figure out if we should try and like justify can we use a spell instantly oh to do what would stop this at this point i don't know i i was looking i i was doing the thing that a a magic player does at the table where they realize they're dead on board and they look at every interactable on the table to make sure there's not an out
0: This is an extremely late-in-the-book forced kill. (laughs) Yeah? In a way that I don't... Because we do see that on 9 to 12, go to page 14. A.K.A.
1: Sorry, dude. That's a no.
0: Escaping the tongue does not mean that you're out of the woods by any means, Raps. It simply gives you the opportunity to fight the Slither. The creature has no more than 20 life points, but it's, if it scores a single hit, you are trapped and digested. It strikes successfully on a roll of eight or better? Are yeah. you kidding me? Yeah. Okay, now we pull out the Magic the Gathering stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. So, the thing is, we now need to roll initiative for who strikes first, or I do rolled. we respond? Oh. Oh, like do uh... we do something out of combat? Is is there any possibility that we can do something before we begin this combat? I would imagine,
0: right? Like, because mm, if see- we can
1: cast pow before we do our first attack, we might just be able to knock him unconscious well, outright. Like as long as we roll, more yeah. Than four. No,
0: I mean, I feel like pow pa- should, because pow said it can be used out of combat, didn't it?
1: It, it doesn't specifically say that, but it doesn't specifically say that it has to be used in combat, which the other ones in do the say.
0: rules that say a dog can't
1: play basketball. Exactly. So <laughs> I propose a team of only dogs.
0: <laughs> yes,
1: I'm in. I call All it right, Air I'm Buds. Not... Wait a minute. <laughs> hmm? uh, no, no. <laughs> There's an S on it, so it's non copyright <laughs>
0: infringing. <laughs> That's surely going to work. Airs mud. <laughs>
1: i'm I'm gonna roll for the cast of pow which i i think uh, that that seems fair we're going to tighten our grip on ej and uh, in doing so attempt to brace for our first attack in the upcoming fight we take three damage but we do manage to cast pow
0: oh great uh i will say i rolled for initiative i got a two Initiative from the enemy, since that's what I do.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. And we rolled three on initiative. Excellent. My,
0: that happened. It feels like that's happened almost every time where I've rolled a one or a two on initiative, and then I come out with the attacks and they're like Giga Smacks. Mm-hmm. It's. I mean, I it preferred. Like going first in initiative is a big deal, but I prefer never rolling high.
1: So I think our best opportunity is like. We have the ability to uh, to prevent the enemy from being able to attack on a six or greater if we use the globule wand, a seven or greater if we use the uh, you-have-to-laugh-now spell, mm-hmm. or a four or greater if we just hit them with EJ.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, four or greater. It also feels more heroic.
1: It does. Just roll well, forehead. That's a seven. All right. That- uh, which is... Significantly above the threshold we need to actually do here, we get plus 10 damage, plus 5 from using EJ, so the fact that we've hit means the enemy's unconscious.
0: Uh, just because I'm this kind of, me, me this kind of orc, I rolled, because mm. I'm curious what attack would, the attack would be, it was a 5. So, it's nice to know so we had a little bit of leeway. Anyway. It's Ooh. nice to know we had a little bit of leeway, but still, for those who are like, oh you fudged something, I rolled a 5 and then I just rolled a 7, so we would have been fine regardless in you. in
1: canon so there we go uh if you kill the slither which we do and very good rins if you do go
0: to 154 you stare about wait you stare about you in the evil smelling and menacing darkness before you make your way carefully down the steps into a small-ish chamber another chamber pip definitely man-made but very old long abandoned by all appearances The rotted remnants of a door hang by the entrance. The ceiling is half-hidden by spiderwebs. An exit to the north leads into another passage, slanting downwards. But between you and the exit are some items of considerable interest. A chest, a well-preserved chest, despite its age. And a newish-looking scroll dropped near the exit tunnel. Scroll first, 170. Chest first, 156. Mm I... It does... Sound like we get both?
1: It does sound like we get both, but I'm worried that if we go for the newish looking scroll near the exit, it's possible that we encounter something else that prevents us from continuing back to the chest.
0: Yeah, I think that that is
1: absolutely the case. I, I don't really know. I don't have a long... Let's pop over that chest first on 156.
0: All right. you What's, what's your reasoning on it? Because I wonder if it's the same as mine
1: uh the the chest looks uh, well preserved despite its age whereas the scroll is new uh so i feel like it's more likely that the scroll is aberrant in this environment and possibly a trap or bait or something like that
0: yeah it's kind of like you go to a deserted island of barbers and one of them has a good haircut the other one has a bad mm-hmm. haircut which one do you get a haircut from <laughs> so...
1: <laughs> <laughs> the newish looking barber
0: <laughs> the newish the well-trodden barber (laughs) uh okay uh if you wish to go to the chest for 156 okay we don't even have to scroll down for that the chest is banded in brass closed with a hasp inlaid on the lid is an ornamental and ornate design in gold leaf surrounded surrounding a large carbuncle ruby there seems seem to be several possible ways of opening the chest pip. You might for example, sliply, simply flip <laughs> I'm losing it. Simply flip the hasp and try the lid. If so, go to 171. you might alternatively consider that a chest of this type which
1: obviously holds something very important,
0: must have a secret catch, probably triggered by the gemstone on the lid. Or you may be, now be too impatient for these subtleties, and if so, use any convenient sword or blunt instrument to smash the chest open and go to 169. Hmm. I, I do wonder if... My first feeling would be like, is it a mimic? Is it a mimic? I don't know, that's all I got.
1: I think... I feel like it would give us some hint... I'd hope. Steal if it was.
0: I'd hope. that That's like, that's my only pull for like, well, will hit it first. Cause that's like, whenever there's a game with a mimic, I, regardless of how much it slows me down, I will hit every single treasure chest first.
1: I'll mm-hmm. hit
0: it. I'll also, I'll do it in, uh, in Legend of Zelda. Like, I don't even, it makes a funny clink. Go clink.
1: Yeah. There's, even despite there being no mimics.
0: Exactly. That's what i was saying. I'll even do it in that. I don't care. Um, I don't know what what's what's your pull? Do you have one? Not especially. Yeah, I wish we had a little bit more to go on. Is where I'm at, but I do agree like it's that it feels like there should be, be trapped more. In some way? You would assume, yeah. I like triggered by the gemstone on the tri- lid. I don't know. Like maybe we maybe if we do 164. We like get the ruby. Maybe. I don't know. Like, what's our situation? Could it be poisoned? Is it, like... Do we... Do we... What? Okay. Step one, how much health do we have? I forgot from yesterday.
1: We have 36 HP. Okay. As we cast a spell after you healed us back to 39.
0: Yeah, that seems... Like, it should be enough to stop us from anything that would be damaging. Um, Yeah, the only other question would be, like, should we put the anti-poison spell on
1: yeah i
0: that's my only other thought
1: are we giving enough consideration to just smashing the chest
0: (laughs) honestly it sounds kind of nice that's what
1: that i when i said what's your lean that was because i already said my lean which was hit funny chest with sword i i'm leaning towards in my mind uh the first one has so many opportunities that can go wrong. The yes. second one has so many opportunities that can go wrong. The third one, less so? Just, I,
0: I guess if you encounter
1: a problem in life, hit it with a sword first and then see if that solves the problem.
0: Here's, here's my addendum to the hit it with a weapon first. How mm. about, it says, the fact that it specifically says any convenient sword or blunt instrument. Hmm. I like the idea of just for flavor saying that we use like our hammer or something in case it's like you can't use your what I don't know. Like it gets they're not going gonna... to I can't imagine they'd be like, you can't ever use EJ again.
1: But sure. like, uh, let's use our uh, axe.
0: Yeah, great. Can any convenient sword or blunt instrument? I mean, we'll, we'll use the back of the axe, I guess, then if it has yeah. to be a blunt instrument.
1: Uh, we so could one, use the mace if we'd prefer.
0: It's true that I'm less worried about losing the axe. If a sword works, an axe should work too. But I guess, like, I don't know, for some reason, that I feel like being, saying, eh, if it says sword or blunt instrument, maybe we should use the mace. Hmm. Because that...
1: Okay, let's use the mace. Just, I, just like, for what it's worth. Just, just in case it is. It
0: might matter, it might not. It might not even matter. It must have been many years since the chest was used. A tangled profusion of dusty spider's webs makes it impossible to see inside. How will you tackle this one, Pip? Oh, it didn't even matter. Wait, what? Wait, what? Okay. Brush them away with your hand on 161. Cut them with EJ on 158, but EJ hates spiders. Risk using one of your other weapons on them, 158. Or burn them away with a fireball or similar spell on 167 fireball them 75 damage for spiders the game really wants you yeah, to use these fireballs not. it really wants you to use up your fireballs on the stupidest stuff
1: Hmm. um i i mean obviously we don't brush away at the spiders with our hands we would have to cast anti-poison first i can only imagine cut them with ej i it 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 EJ's disconcerts spiders, me yeah. that cutting them with EJ is the same result as risk one of your other weapons on them.
0: Yeah, my, my guess is like you have to make your decision beforehand because like it's going to matter when you get to the page. Like if you tried to use EJ, you lose a turn of combat because he doesn't want to fight. You know, like, <gasps> EJ hates spiders. That's what I said. EJ is afraid of spiders. We can't do that. So do that to him. So, I, I think we do 158 with our other weapon. Sure, sure. That's kind of nice. Use the mace. <laughs> that seems to have worked all right. The webs are cleared. Why don't we We could keep preparing so well for this, and it <laughs> hasn't mattered. But okay. Anyways, well, 165. you did it. You did it. Uh-oh. Oh, sorry. Oh oh There are small black shapes flitting from the chest, Pip. Just little things about the size of a man's hand, maybe even a bit smaller. Six of them flapping up out of the chest like bats or butterflies. Except there aren't bats or butterflies, Pip. Or birds or moths or anything like that. They're not even solid. They just look like, well, shadows. Probably nothing, Pip. Probably not dangerous. Probably nothing at all. Nothing to worry about. All the same, they're flitting towards you. If you decide to attack the shapes 157 or see what they are on 168, I, Mm -hmm. I guess I don't understand. I, I, my, maybe this is a bad instinct. Mm -hmm. I don't know why we wouldn't swing at the shapes. I don't think they're going to get mad. Sure. I guess I just want to attack. I I guess I just, we're so deep in the dungeon that I don't imagine that anything's going to be nice anymore. Really? And yeah, the legitimately. Things, the and the, the fact that been everything nice. we've
1: encountered has been evil or a Minotaur who's like, I mean... He's up front. Yeah, I'm cursed.
0: Yeah, he's like, I'm uh, i up front. I feel like we can attack the shapes and it doesn't really matter. But Let's I do could, it. We'll find it. <laughs> okay, alright, fine. <laughs> Aggressive little soul, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> well, since you decided to attack, you have the first strike at the little horrors... Which is maybe just as well. Okay, so it sounds like there's a good call, but... Each shape only has four life points, so one successful blow could kill it. Yeah, I think so. But the pro- wait. But the problem is you don't kill it the first time. If you don't kill it the first time, it will blend gently into your body and remove 15 life points in the process. 15! Of course, the shape destroys itself by blending, if that's not much consolation to you, is it? They attack in sequence until one is killed. Ooh. Either by you, Either or, by by you or
1: by blending.
0: The others will remain in the background and play no part in the proceedings. So go to it,
1: Pip, and roll well. How many are there? How- yeah, I don't know. Were we, were we told? It- there are just little things. Six of them. Six of them.
0: Oh, okay. So, okay. Okay. They attack in sequence until one is killed. If you don't kill it on the first time, it will blend into your body and remove 15 life points. Hmm. So basically, we have to hit... If we don't hit... Uh-oh, yikes.
1: If we don't hit, one of them will does eventually 15. hit us for 15, and then all of them will disappear, right? Oh, no, wait, until one is killed. Oh, okay, so we're only actively fighting one at a time?
0: Yes. We fight one at a Got time. It. So it's basically just make six successful attacks while hopefully not failing, I guess, for us, three. Hmm. Which sucks. Is there a play in Firefinger?
1: Let me see, because every round we would just guarantee to... Yeah. Out.
0: It's a lot of like, no doubt you get rid of these bye-bye.
1: There are only three out one twelfth of the available options we can roll on a set of two die won't kill them.
0: One twelfth of the available options will not kill. Yeah, yeah, because well, if, yeah. if we I roll my, a four or above. My pitch is since we can like we can do it methodically and we can make the decision making later. I think we attack until we get hit at least once. Mm -hmm. And then we make the potentially go for fire fingers from there. Yeah. How many do we have left of those, by the way?
1: Uh, the fire fingers, uh, we have a total of all of them still. Uh, no, sorry. Uh, seven.
0: Okay. I mean, hey, there we go. We have enough to solve this problem for sure. But yeah, I'd say we bare minimum. We go until we miss once, Possibly until we miss twice, to be honest. But on you. You you roll for these attacks.
1: Problem is if you don't kill it first time, it will blend into your body and remove 15 process 15.
0: Yeah, it it's it makes it sound confusing, but I think it's just like successfully kill it. Otherwise, it will do fifteen damage to you and die like a bee losing its stinger.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. First shape. That's a kill. Great. That's a five. And it absolutely eviscerates it. Um, pow! it. It it explodes into smaller shapes.
0: Oh, I'm visualizing these as the Pokemon unknown.
1: Ooh, I've, I've got uh, a, a character from Ranking of Kings. <laughs> he's, he's a shape. Uh, Kage, I think his name is. Uh, he just looks like a shadow. And it, they barely ever talk about, this guy's just a shadow on the ground.
0: I I have seen a picture as of now, and yeah, I can see it.
1: Uh, a second and a third each die.
0: Makes sense.
1: So does a fourth. Fifth down as well. Fight over!
0: Okay, I mean, it. they have four life. It was not, again, yeah, it's... It's unlike... Okay, I rolled once and I got Snake Eyes, so I'm... <laughs> I was just about to say how unlikely it is to roll. <laughs> roll less than uh, what we need. And it is... There were a couple
1: of fives in there, so it was
0: getting a little... Uh,
1: but EJ is yeah. thankfully quite easy to wield. Yeah,
0: I got a five. No, yeah. I Yeah, okay. Of all these rolls, I've only ever failed. Wh- yeah, it it sounds really scary, but it's just like... It's not that risky, but if you fail, baby. It's one of those. If you Mm -hmm. kill the shapes, go to 162. Haven't we? I thought we'd bend. No. Look, Pip, there's an orb at the bottom of the chest. It rests on a purple velvet cushion beside a small inscribed plaque of polished brass. You bend over. You bend forward to read the words out loud in your Pip voice, and the words
1: are these. The orb of the Dragon Master. All natural-born fire-breathing lizards are subject to the orb. To activate its power, breathe upon its surface. If you be truly a dragon master, no fire-breather or natural species will attack you. If you be not truly a dragon master, then the orb may still protect you. Although of this there can be no certainty until you put it to the test. If the fire-breather be a lizard of the magic species... A silver, gold, even, or brass dragon, or the like, then the orb will not have power over it. Not even in the hands of the Dragon Master.
0: Hmm. What a find, Pip. Pity you're not a Dragon Master, but at least now you have a chance of getting past the other dragons in this place before you meet old Brassy. So you take the orb carefully from its velvet cushion and put it away safely, wondering who made it and how long ago and what race had Dragon Masters. A title unheard of in King Arthur's Avalon. You search both chest and chamber thoroughly, but there's nothing more of interest here. The exit tunnel descends quite steeply into the bowels of the earth. Well, it's a little different from the other tunnels you passed along here. Some instinct, finely honed by many dangers, tells you that now, at last, you're nearing your final goal. And it seems your instinct speaks truly. The rank stench of dragon grows stronger in your nostrils, and a faint glow ahead gradually resolves itself into a luminous outline of another cavern entrance. Beyond it, a faint but unmistakable, comes the distinctive rustle of dragon wings. Take a deep breath, Pip, and go to page 160. The cavern you have entered is quite different from any other you've previously explored. Curious, crystalline structures are embedded in the various rock surfaces, scintillating softly in the torchlight, casting sapphire and emerald shadows that flicker like a magic flame. It is a huge cavern, much larger than any other you've entered. The floor steps downwards in a series of broad, shallow terraces like some staircase constructed for a crippled giant. The final terrace sweeps away northwards, narrowing into a funnel which soars abruptly upwards, forming an escape chimney through solid bedrock. The rank smell of dragons is everywhere. A sudden plume of flame illuminates the entire cavern briefly before dying. In that brief instant, you catch the heart-stopping glimpse of the great fire lizard. Zzz. Scores of them, hundreds of them nesting in the crevices, roosting on the high rock. And we are faced with a picture. There are many dragons. <laughs> it's a lot of dragons. That's a lot of dragons. That's a lot a of dragons. Of that's a that's a den of dragons is dungeons and dens of dragons outcrops far above your head, clinging to the rough walls like nightmare bats. Their red eyes watch you silently. Not the entire order of the table round could defeat this monstrous brood, even with the powerful magics locked within the orb for which you risked your life may not be enough to hold them. Did we? Your every instinct screams at you to flee, but you cannot flee, for there on the lowest terrace, squatting hugely beside a blood-red crystal, sat upon a marble column, is the vast, unblinking bulk Of the monster you have been sent to kill the brass dragon the glinting amber eyes turn upwards to stare deep into your soul hiss the tiny tongue of a blue green flame curls from the dragon's mouth and as it does so soundless words echo through your
1: mind welcome pip adventurer and faithful servant of the wizard merlin
0: your heart skips a beat This is telepathy, a telepathic dragon. No lore has ever spoken to the brass dragon as a mind reader.
1: Not the dragon, Pip. It is I who speaks to you, mind to mind.
0: You look around, bewildered, momentarily unmindful of the dragon brood within the
1: cave. You call aloud, Who are you? Where are you? I am Ethelbert, monk and warrior, Pip. An adventurer like yourself, but one whose good fortune now seems to be on the wane. As to where I am, God's will has permitted this hellish brute to work a strange magic which has placed my soul within the foul red crystal set upon the pedestal before you, wherein I shall be doomed to remain forever, unless you have the strength to slaughter this disgusting beast and shatter the crystal to free me. But how shall I kill the brass dragon? You
0: ask desperately, for in truth, any small self-confidence you've ever had has almost completely deserted
1: you completely. Wait. (laughs) Magic, brave Pip. Magic and force of arms. (laughs) Strange forces are abroad in Avalon since the gateway to the ghastly kingdom of the dead was opened by this monster. But I have great confidence in you, Pip. Trust in God and strike truly to the head when you face this foul beast. But first... You must run the gauntlet of the lesser dragons. May your mystic orb protect you.
0: And he's right, you know, Pip. Before you even have a chance of getting yourself killed by the brass dragon, there's hundreds of those other dragons to deal with. So roll two dice, Pip, right now, before your nerve fails. Score a 1 through 9 and go to 163, a 10 to 12 and go to 166...
1: Hey, uh, you want to do me a favor and roll that? Oh, lord. Oh, no. I mean, got a... I got an eight. Which
0: is pretty much down the center, but it's in the one that has more options. So far, Mm. that has meant the one that doesn't kill. But we'll see. You breathe upon the orb, watching it cloud briefly, then flare into brilliant violet light. There's a rustling high above you as the great winged lizards react to a sudden luminescence. You take a deep breath and begin, heart thumping, to walk slowly forward. Will the orb protect you? If the magic fails, not all your strength, not all your experience, not all your remaining spells will help you. More than a momentarily, more, more than momentarily, <laughs> against a combined onslaught of these great beasts. The dragons are restless, watching you intently. You rest and reach to the edge of the first terrace and step down. The brass dragon remains unaffected. As the plaque inscription warned you, it would... But at least it makes no move towards you, content to wait until you finish its present level. Until you do so, the real danger comes from the other fire-breathers. You hesitate, glancing upwards. Dragon eyes glint evilly, reflecting the violet light of the orb. One great beast takes off from the high ledge and plummets briefly down towards you, then wheels, glides, and returns to its roost high above. You reach the second terrace and step down. In your hand, the orb gently, quietly begins to sing. The sound, soft though it is, echoes through the whole cavern, pair by pair. The eyes that watch you begin to droop, begin to close one by one. The great dragons tuck their heads beneath their wings and fall asleep, as you have won the first round. The orb has worked its powerful magic, now all that remains is the most powerful dragon of them all. The huge brass monster that awaits you patiently below as you set down the orb, still gently singing. And draw your faithful sword bravely, nimbly. You race across the remaining terraces to meet your fate on page 172. As you reach the lowest terrace, the brass dragon rears abruptly. Despite its bulk, the creature moves with truly an alarming speed. It towers above you, amber eyes glinting with hate and intelligence. Dragon it may be, but this is no ordinary fire-breathing lizard. This is a creature of strength and power and cunning. Now, face to face with it at last, you can see how the legend arose that it was born in hell. An aura of powerful magic surrounds it, an aura of genuine evil. All your strength, all your skill, all your ingenuity, and all of your remaining spells must be thrown into the coming battle if you're to have the slightest possibility of success. Oh my lord. The Brass Dragon has 150 health, two fireballs worth of health. Far more than your own. It strikes on a roll of five or better and scores plus five on damage with each successful hit of a fang or claw. Not bad. Every third hit, it breathes a plume of blue gold fire, which strikes you for plus 10 damage. All your attack spells are effective against the monster. Invisibility is partially effective in that the dragon can still sense your presence, but needs a roll of eight or better to hit you while you remain invisible. Go to it, Pip, and calculate the outcome. Well, let's go. Okay.
1: Let's go, let's go, let's go. I will say this seems immensely doable. Extremely doable. Uh, Just to make sure that we uh, have the same read of the uh, the enemy mechanic, though. Every third time they try and hit, if they strike us, they deal plus 10. Am I reading that correctly?
0: Each third hit it breathes a plume of blue gold fire, which sounds like every third success to me.
1: Okay.
0: Cool. Is, that, is that what you got as well?
1: It, I I did not, but uh, the, only, the reason I got a different one is because each third hit, and then if it strikes you, it seems uh. like it wouldn't need to then check another conditional, but it's probably not checking a conditional mm. as much as saying, this is what happens. Yeah. Makes sense.
0: It makes sense. I will say I'm willing to... Well, I guess is one even necessarily that much harder than the other, because that would also mean it gets to keep on trying to hit you with the fire blast until it successfully does. So like, I don't know if either one of them is innately that much scarier than the other. Oh, okay.
1: I, if, yeah, if we're doing I, I was,
0: it, yeah, no, no. I'm just saying if we, if we were doing it the way I said, so I think the way that makes the most sense is just turn one plus five, turn two plus five, turn three plus 10. I think we just do it that way. I think it's cleaner.
1: I think uh, turn three is plus 15. It's plus five and then plus 10 with the blue gold fire as well. But yes. Otherwise, yes.
0: With each successful hit with Fang or Claw... Third oh, hit,
1: yeah. The third right.
0: hit, it strikes you with a blue gold fire for plus yeah, 10. it's plus
1: five, plus five, plus 10, plus five, yeah. plus five, plus 10. Yes. I understand you now. I'm all on board. Let's go. Um, we got to glob this man. We got to glob him. We got to call him man. a silly thing and glob this man. It's true. I will
0: also say there's definite play in using the invisibility, like to make him have to roll a plus eight. Because so glob- maybe the glob would be first, but I know,
1: but there is play in using the invisibility. I
0: I think we definitely try silver greedily, thing, fireball fireball.
1: The fact that there's only one charge of invisibility makes me really want to keep it.
0: <laughs> oh, you think we can keep it between the books? Yeah. There's definitely
1: plenty. Possibly.
0: If we can, that's nuts. But I would also imagine that we we would have a similar thing like we had this time where we could m- maybe get a charge back. But yeah. but I also don't think we need it. I just don't think I just don't think we need it. We block how Let's much check damage? Check out if we do. We block six uh, damage a turn? We
1: block six per, yes.
0: Like the fact that the dragon's normal attacks just like are basically slightly worse straight rolls for
1: us is not that scary. Mm hmm. Totally so, agreed. Do you want to roll their initiative and I'll roll ours? Oof. Yeah. I got a six, so. I got a two, so they're going to go
0: first. All right. The dragon rears back, ready to do a fang or claw attack.
1: It keeps us in the uh, lurch as to which.
0: Yeah, it's like, eh? Eh?" He leans forward with his teeth, eh? Leans forward, leans back, leans forward with the hand, eh? (laughs) And then in that amount of time, he has uh, decision paralysis and rolls a four and doesn't do anything. Woo!
1: (laughs) Uh, We withdraw a a, a spider silken and... uh, It looks like spider silk wrapped around a a gnarled branch, uh, which we draw from the back of our belt and cast towards the brass dragon. Boldly calling it a silly thing. (laughs) That is a eight. It is all good up. Ah!
0: Okay. So he now misses four turns, right?
1: Yes. So he immediately takes one of his turns, missing it. Ah. Now, how do we feel about using a uh, just just checking if we can do a pi r squared before we uh, continue here, or do we want to start with fireballs?
0: <laughs> you you want to do the 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 min max strats of getting double turns now as well.
1: I well, I kind of want to try it because if we miss any of the fireballs, we're gonna need to strike.
0: Correct. I'm in.
1: Okay. Cool.
0: I don't, know why, um, yeah, I, I don't know why we wouldn't. It seems just clean. So the beginning of our turn, he's missed one turn out of four.
1: Yep. We try turn. to remember the meaning of haste. We roll a six. Is that- which is not enough to cast the spell. We lose three HP and don't cast the spell. RIP. Okay. And he stays on 150 and all sticky. Uh, and that's also our last possibility of trying to cast by R squared.
0: Oh, that, that does hurt a bit. That does hurt a bit. Yeah. I will say there's definite play in trying to goop them all up again, or using the other spell.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think before he unlocks, we should try and goop him again, or something like that. Yeah. But should we throw a fireball now? I think so. Cool.
0: We'll, we'll see if we even have to care, basically.
1: Uh. In, in a, uh, a scene that is inspired by less direct literalism of what actually happened in the scene and more uh, emotive realism of what happened in the scene, uh, we raise a gauntlet similar to that of uh, Tony Stark Iron Man and blast the enemy with a charge of light from the palm for an 11, which does mean oh, our fireball strikes That's for... A- 75 damage. 75 damage. We've
0: we've saved these two fireballs the whole time. And boy, has the book made us, like, wanted us to use them. Like, Mm -hmm. the fact that we got here without using them, with how many times they tried. All right, so he's now using up his third turn, right?
1: Yep, he's now using up his third turn. So if we did another fireball...
0: We could just kill him before he gets to
1: play. Exactly. We could kill before it gets to play, but also if it fails, we yeah. still have a turn after we have that a turn to, to try Globule.
0: And... Yeah, I think that that makes sense. Sick. Give it give it a crack.
1: Uh, You know what? I'm going to roll this, and then based on the success, I will tell you what happened.
0: Alright. I'm glad you're rolling it. Oh really glad you're Having rolling it. Having
1: learned our lesson... Over the course of the exploration we've made in the dragon caravan so far, what we've learned is that fundamentally a fireball is no more powerful than a fist. So instead of attempting to use our fireball in this instance, or at least instead of attempting to cast it out of our fist, we exclusively allow it to end the generation of energy in our palm, but not extend beyond that, and instead rear up and strike the dragon in the chest with a thump a punch, a, a blow straight to the solar plexus. And the brass dragon explodes. It turns into dust and we whip our it,
0: hair. Whoosh,
1: whoosh. It whoosh. turns into glittery dust. We whip our hair. The lens flare is going mad. We look incredibly, incredibly handsome, effectively. Just very handsome in this scene. There's just sparkles in the sky. It's, it's picturesque. I, think I, think I mean, that. there's a lot of blood. There is a lot of blood and viscera as well, but we can ignore that for the moment. Just focus on the sparkles i mean i mean dang like in a way it feels
0: anticlimactic to save our spells all the way to the end but in another way it also feels like we deserve such a freebie for being such resourceful heroes
1: mm. until this point Especially for- defeating that uh, medusa without yeah. even having to use one
0: yeah the medusa was the that one was the tricky that was the probably the scariest possible situation aside from the like Mm -hmm. stinking like one shot kill fights which i wish weren't a thing this late in the book i think it's fine early i wish they weren't a thing this late but either way it's irrelevant we did it and we saved our our magic through sheer like you know like that final fantasy i saved my potions till the end kind of that's so rewarded in this game it's not even funny and i love it
1: stubbornness Yeah, sheer stubbornness. Like, we don't have to use this, so I'm not gonna. Uh, Uh, But before we move ahead of Paige, would you like to very quickly roll us a a health potion? Yeah. Six. Six, okay. That'll take us up to 33. Should we just use another? Yeah, I'd I'd be keen to
0: use another. We'll get another opportunity to get more, I'm sure, and this is just... There, eight. Oh, excellent.
1: That actually is a full heal, uh, heal as well, because we do have a plus one max hp
0: from our one level up mark the one Mm -hmm. experience the one experience we get for killing the dragon to go with the 12 we got for murdering the very easy dwarves
1: Mm -hmm. and the six we got for murdering the
0: shapes oh my god yes it's so funny that they need to i really feel like there needs to be like bare minimum they go like when you beat the final boss add 10 experience or something like that It just because it makes it it makes it makes it feel funny uh, if you kill the brass dragon, go to 173. Have we, we do, done it? And we do. We do and we do. The vast carcass of the once... De- carcass. <laughs> I saw, I read an extra A. Carcass. Of the once deadly brass dragon lies twitching at your feet. Swiftly, you step towards the glowing red crystal and smash it from its pedestal to shatter into sparkling fragments on the rocky floor. I, this better not be the secret final boss. A soundless burst of light standing before you in a stained and tattered robe, broad-sword girdled at his belt, is a massive bearded monk with flashing brown eyes, heavy brows, and a matted jet-black hair. <laughs> One. By the holy
1: toenail of St. Paul! But
0: it was cramped in there! He rumbles. Then, bowing slightly, he introduces
1: himself. Ethelbert, monk... "'Warrior and faithful servant of Artorius Rex, "'son of Uther Pendragon, "'and rightful liege lord of the realm of Avalon at your service.'
0: "'He hesitates, glancing at the brass dragon.
1: "'Although, by the looks of things, "'you have little need of my services this day, Adventurer Pip, "'while I have every reason to be grateful for yours. "'But at
0: least...' "'He shrugs and settles the broadsword more comfortably at his hip
1: i may show you the way out of here so that we may return to camelot together and convey the news that the menace of the brass dragon is now over
0: new chapter pip triumphant here we go so it came to pass that on a day in avalon two strange bedraggled figures made their way painfully from the dragon cavern and along the secret paths which would lead them eventually back to camelot one was a huge, dark-eyed, and black-bearded monk warrior; the other, smaller, slighter, but not one whit less impressive, a young but experienced adventurer whose name was surely destined to live forever in the annals of the realm. They traveled slowly, this oddly assorted pair, for both were weary from the efforts, various weird and dangerous adventures, and also because they dragged behind them a litter of on which was stored much booty from the dragon caves. Not that Ethelbert the Monk was much interested in treasure, of course, but Pip, the young adventurer, was of a different philosophy and still smart, smarted a little smart, Still smarted a little at a loss of another treasure collected on a different adventure. The way back was uneventful, for they knew the paths now and avoided such horrors as the Stone Martin Village. Yeah, that was very tricky. Nonetheless, it took them several days to retrace their steps and return to the point at which they'd set out, or at least the point at which Pip had set out, There in the field was none other than Wandering Wanda, Pip's favorite cow, looking sleek, content, and full of grass as if nothing untoward had happened in the intervening time. "'What now,
1: young friend?'
0: asked Ethelbert, who seemed to have attached himself to Pip since his rescue from the magic crystal.
1: "'I'm not entirely sure,' said Pip, frowning slightly. "'I suppose I should really report back to Merlin and tell him the brass dragon's dead so he can go to the king and reclaim his pension.' But to tell the truth, I'm not exactly certain where to find him. He has a log castle in the woods, but when I last saw him in the Crystal Cave... When I last saw him, he was in the Crystal Cave, and nobody knows how to reach him there. But surely you do,
0: Ethelbert protests.
1: Since you saw him there, can't you remember the road? I didn't take a road, Pip explained. While being careful not to explain too much, he brought me to the place by magic. "'Then perhaps he will bring us back there by magic,'
0: Ethelbert suggests.
1: "'Since this was your starting point, why don't we just sit down here and wait for him to do something about it? "'He's supposed to be a great magician, after all, the greatest in the realm. "'He must realize very soon that we're here with good news for him.'"
0: And so the two companions sat in the field guarding their treasure with nothing better to look at than wandering Wanda and waited. And waited, and waited. Meanwhile, in the crystal cave... Which really did smell so much better than the stench of dragon cavern. The greatest magician in the realm was having a little trouble with his latest spell. It was a simple enough piece of magic, or should have been, based on the well-tried alchemical principle of changing lead to gold, since (laughs) his pension had been docked. (laughs) The problem of stockpiling a little gold had become acute for the wizard so that in desperation he had purchased a consignment of lead from a merchant and hired a team of dray horses to drag it to the secret entrance of his present hiding place. The transaction, including the hire of the horses, had taken almost every penny he had, but he was certain he could recoup his investment
1: at a vast profit
0: once the alchemical operation was complete. Over the course of a week, he had personally carried the lead a little at a time into the crystal cave and piled it in an untidy or piled it untidily in the middle of the floor near the makeshift furnace, which formed an important part of the alchemical process. For those with an interest in such things, he was using a process called the the chemical marriage of the white queen and green dragon, which had nothing to do with marriage, dragons or queens, or even chemistry for that matter.
1: Which just goes to show how confusing alchemy can be.
0: Rather, it involved melting down lead in the furnace, adding it to the molten mixture, a collection of rare herbs and spices, while waving a wand and chanting the words of a particular spell. It was something Merlin had done quite often during his student days, when he was learning the first steps of magic in the Druid College at Lundogo. Then, under the direction of his tutors, it had always worked perfectly. Now, for some reason, it kept going wrong. The lead changed all right, but not into gold. Every time ringing echoes of the spell died down within the cave, the lead turned into steamed pudding. The seventh time this happened, Merlin, who didn't even like steamed pudding, flew into an uncharacteristic rage, overturned the furnace, and stamped away to another wing of his crystal cave. Briefly determined out of bad temper and peaked to place blight on the kitchen garden of the Archbishop of Canterbury.
1: Merlin's dislike of the Archbishop and the Archbishop's mutual dislike of Merlin were well known in Avalon, although no one, including the two old men themselves, could actually remember how the trouble between them began. Although one would not, of course, wish ill on an Archbishop, it was
0: fortunate that Merlin did lose his temper at that time, for while searching for his blight wand in a cupboard, he came across his crystal ball.
1: Mislaid for almost a week.
0: And therein noticed a young Pip in the company of a of a cow and a rough-looking fellow in monk's robes beside them was a crudely made litter apparently piled high of all sorts of treasure and assorted rubbish but the important thing was that the canvas covering had slipped a little to reveal the head of a brass dragon merlin stared short-sightedly into the crystal for a moment scarcely able to believe his eyes then he did a very strange and possibly magical thing indeed he performed a whooping tap dance all around the crystal cave
1: Adventures Adventure. new Adventures new. There will be a banquet, of course, said Merlin thoughtfully. And a tournament and so forth with myself as the guest of honour, and a place for you above the salt young Pip, in recognition of the part you played in ridding this realm of the monster. May I bring my friend Ethelbert? Pip asks. If he cleans himself up a bit,
0: Merlin said expansively. His eyes glazed again as he followed his inward thoughts.
1: I shall have my pension restored, uh, very possibly even increased, since Arthur tends to be quite generous in situations like these. You can keep any treasure you've collected, Pip. Uh, Buy yourself a castle or something, uh, possibly a new farm for your adoptive parents. The king may even be moved to elevate you to aristocracy. Uh, You're a bit young, but who knows? I estimate we will have quite a while to enjoy ourselves before the trouble starts. Trouble?
0: Pip blinks. "'Oh, yes!' says Merlin.
1: "'You did a sound job on the Dross Dragon, no doubt about that, <laughs> but the gateway's still open.' "'The gateway?'
0: Pip echoed. "'To the, the gate- ghostly oh. kingdom of the dead!' "'They got me again right at the end. Nope, no no, 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 why?' Merlin snapped testily.
1: "'I did you, I did tell you. <laughs> "'As long as that thing stays open, the realm is in all sorts of danger.' Uh, Still, you can always sort that out when you've got your breath back, enjoyed your banquet and so forth. Uh, Mark you, the business with the brass dragon is only a sideshow compared to the dangers you'll face when you go to the ghastly kingdom of the dead. He smiled. But I have great faith in you now, Pip. Yes, yes indeed. I'm quite sure that if anyone can imagine it, you can. So don't worry about a thing. Just slip back to your own time for a little rest, and I'll call you again when I need you to tackle the ghastly kingdom.
0: Yes, that is going to be your next adventure, Pip. Your next triumph, if you can survive it. A dreadful place, of course, but I'm certain you can manage it. And I'll call you for the job. Yes, indeed. Potentially. Potentially in characters, Merlin? But none of that was in quotations. They might have
1: had me in the last half. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it might have been the spellbook doing that. After this, we only yeah. have the dream time, which we didn't reach because we've never slept. I I kind of want to know just a little about the dream time. I don't want to necessarily do it, but... Yeah. Like, what are they in general? They're all... Uh, they're, they're fights against evil things, typically, it looks like.
0: Yeah. they. It looks like dream time you enter with your life points at the same level as when you decide to sleep. You enter without any armor or protection of any sort, without magical weapons, you take nothing back, add any life points lost in the dream time, or oh, whenever anything that's deducted is deducted from your real health points, and if you die, you die in real life. Doesn't sound very great.
1: Yeah, not at all, not at all. I'm glad we uh, haven't had to do that so far. We've, in in fact, still got three health potions left over from... Our previous. Also, I don't know how the game is intending on uh, taking away the twenty thousand GPS this time. What's Mean Jake just gonna turn up and rumble us again?
0: Yeah, that's an interesting one. But I mean, we freaking did it. I we freaking did it. Like, let's go. Let's go. And we ripped through the city. I don't know if like maybe there's other options that make you rip through the city fast, but like, boy. And even with that, we still, it was not like, this was not particularly short. It was a, we were through it quicker, but
1: not fast. <laughs> so, holy moly. I, like, there, there is a tiny part of my soul that while we very, very impressively ripped yeah. through the city, absolutely you know, the, the low percent of the game, um, man, a lot of the other scenes were probably pretty fun in that city. Because they keep talking about the city as being this awful, terrible place that was, like, treacherous and a nightmare to go through. And we fought a rat and then left.
0: Yeah, they said it sucked. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, sure. But, like, I at the same time, I think that's just how it's going to go sometimes. It's like, when you're doing a choose-your-own-adventure book, at least, I think, in my opinion, ones that are, like, really, like, well-constructed, you are going to miss big chunks otherwise yeah. if that isn't the case then your decisions probably don't matter that much if you if you don't miss big chunks a lot of your decisions maybe aren't going to be even that meaningful cuz you're just going to see everything in true. just what order question mark you know uh i like this one a lot i like this one better than the first one
1: and i like the first one i i also think i'm on the side of liking this one a lot better than the first yeah uh it's <sighs> It, it it feels a lot more like uh the the tools they've given us give us a lot more uh, diverse choices than yes. we had in the first one
0: yeah on top of the fact that we have Especially some elements spells. that were stacked up from the first one too mm-hmm. like and i do wonder moving forward if you just like if it gets to the point where it's like well if you still have this from this book this from that book this from this book that's from that book it's going to get kind of wild but i feel like we maybe made it out of the first book
1: with what I could only imagine is the most overpowered item. Like. Oh yeah, the globule one, the, the we take four rounds, you take none. Yeah,
0: the silly thing one. And like, the thing is they did give us a spell that does a slightly worse version of it. But it also is, I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's just. It costs HP and it's harder for that spell to hit. Yeah, And we can only use that spell three times over the course of the possibly not just this, but the next book's it's true we'll just have to see but i don't any other any other thoughts
0: to wrap up here Do you have any um hey, we, you know what let's take stock quick of mm-hmm. first experience what do we have for experience are we close to another level up because of all the
1: we are indeed so we are uh one level so assuming we start on level one we're level two and we have 16 experience towards our next level great uh and then other than that what what do we have like left
0: for spells I, is probably a good way to go because the sure, inventory sure. probably gonna we're probably gonna lose it just based off of this book
1: mm-hmm. so here's a quick rundown we have two copies left of panic the mm-hmm. subtraction of four extra points of damage done to us that also gave us the ability to respond in an instance to create some air around ourselves that's how we prevented ourselves from drowning uh, we have two of POW left for adding 10 points damage to the next spell. Uh, we have two of pill as well. That's for three turns of missed combat for the enemies as they laugh. Uh, we have all charges of PIP, PIP's immunity to poison. We have no charges of uh, PI R squared.
2: Yeah.
1: We have all of our charges of PIN left to neutralize an enemy spell cast on an object. We mm. still have invisibility. We have seven copies of Firefingers and no Fireballs.
0: Interesting. I'd say that we made out pretty, pretty well. I think we made out like bandits. Mm-hmm. In fact, all things considered, 100%, not yeah. having Pyr Square like that was a really good spell. That one was that's like kind mm-hmm. of, kind of broken meta, meta defining. Uh, yep. But maybe we'll get a maybe we'll get it back or maybe not. And we, it let us get through this book very cleanly and not even really have any. Th-
1: thoughts on the dragon fight it was just kill easily it was nice Mm -hmm. so i'm also very happy that we still have the globule wand with two charges in it if the book next uh, is like you have your globule wand if it had any charges left true not that it not that it has any precedent to do that but if it does try and do something like that we still have two charges
0: Woohoo! which is nice uh well alas you want to thank a lovely sponsor Absolutely.
1: absolutely Uh, Special thanks this episode to executive producer Justice Tom. Thank you much, Justice Tom, for supporting over on Patreon.com slash turn to page cast that are above the hardcover tier. Much appreciated, Justice Tom.
0: Huge thank you. Thank you, Justice Tom. In addition, big thank you to anybody else who has supported on Patreon as well. All our lovely patrons, thank you so much for helping us do this this silly thing. Uh, We appreciate you. But <laughs> no, you got me. I'm all gloved up now. Ah uh, 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 glob. Uh, but yeah, if you if anyone wants to help support in a nice, clean, free way, you can always go over to youtube.com slash at turn to page cast. Just subscribing over there and you know liking the videos, commenting on the videos. Only like only easy place to comment on the video or like the podcast and communicate easily mm. is probably over there. But that's like a nice free way you can help support the podcast as well as leaving any positive reviews on wherever you listen to this podcast. It's on all the streaming, big streaming services for for podcasts,
1: all of that. Uh but Absolutely. Yeah. I'll also mention just because we're doing a new season at the moment, and it's not, you know, necessarily on the exact same genre as we had previously, it's a similar genre, obviously choose your own adventure, but not horror scholastic more fantastic scholastic mm. uh if you happen to know anyone who you think might be interested word of mouth is one of the best ways for a uh, a podcast or an enter enterprise of any kind of uh, similarity to this to grow yeah. so <laughs> yes. recommend it to someone who might like it if you know someone who might like it yeah appreciate it do that even if you think they might like it but less uh that is that and
0: that's going to do it here for today and as always uh thank you much for listening and go north and then east you will find success bye bye and we'll see you there